Wake up, gamers, because you're listening to the Big Think Dimension with Dan and Bob Video Games. Bob has been replaced by a tulpa. I'm like a blue rose. Chris Wolfhart. More like the underprime. In Dr. Agro. Quake with fear. Here on Gigaboots. I'm drinking a cheer wine. <laughs> God, God damn you. <laughs> Flaunting your geographical superiority. The weirdest thing, I got this from Niceville. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch, give it back. <laughs> no, no, it's mine now. I took the 12-pack of cheer wine and left the state. It's weird. Yeah, they never stopped the ship. song I would not listen to. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a terrible Mr. Show sketch. I don't... Anyway... Hey everybody, how's it going? This is Big Think Dimension number 261. I, I guess I'll show how we look. That's the old background. Ignore the background. The background's still <laughs> asleep from last week. I don't know what's up with it. Uh, Bob. Yeah. Let's pretend last Friday didn't happen for now. Yeah, you don't want to talk about last friday you don't want to talk about, talk about the, the pirate game which is definitely very good and they didn't make a gigantic mistake letting people play it for eight hours before shelling out money chat we bought this game <laughs> we had it sitting behind the stream the, the whole time ready to be open and then we just didn't have to yeah they, they gave us eight hours of what, just knowing that was, there's a reason did, did you take it back already yeah yeah, yeah. What was that? What was their conversation like? He's like, oh, they gave me. Did you just tell me? Yeah, they put up a thing and it was bad. Yeah, I just told him that. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> then they entered the reason for their return. Did not like. <laughs> like, but it's opened. No, we didn't, open. we didn't open it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he just got to refund it for the full amount. He didn't trade it in. He refunded it. Yeah, just full on return. <laughs> the funniest part is we were talking about like. You you when you went to buy it, you're probably you were like, this is probably going to be terrible. And the guy's <laughs> like, I don't know, it could be good. So you coming back with it, not even open, and being like, there was a free eight hour trial. Yeah, unfortunately, it was a different guy. Ah, that's, yeah. that is unfortunate. That would have been a good arc. That would have been a good arc. But yeah, he did check to make sure it was fully sealed. <laughs> <He's> like yeah. <laughs> uh. So yeah, we played Skull and Bones. And a little bit of the Prince of Persia game. A little bit. That was cool. That looked cool. It looked cool. It was fun. There was the visual styles really great. I love this segment of game we got going on here with $50. 2D gameplay. Really great animations. Wish I got to play more of that. <laughs> Sorry. They want to see six and a half hours of Skull and Bones. Bob, how was Skull and Bones? I just couldn't tell by looking. It was worse than I thought it could be. Your boat that's, has a stamina that's, bar. <laughs> that's how I felt looking at it. Like, I'm, I'm stunned that it is... I thought there would be more... I thought it would be a sh collection of shallow mini-games. Right. And instead, there's one. Yeah, there's ship combat, and there's nothing else. No, there's ship combat, and there's a timing-based mini-game for collecting resources. So when you go to saw down the lumber, keep in mind, everything I just said is more like the text tells you this is what you're doing than it actually happening anywhere in the game. Right. But there's a timing mechanic for you to saw correctly. 
Mm -hmm. And this is something you do from the boat. Right, you because you do everything from the boat. <laughs> Sometimes you can come up to a dock in very select places. How many different cities did we successfully get out? Two or three? Three, I think. You go to the dock, you tell it you want to land, and it just, like, fades to black, fades in. You're in the city. Right. You're hitting a button to spawn in a city. You do not leave the boat necessarily in this game. That right. It's a whole level of functionality that simply does not exist. And the, the, the city is not loaded into the open world at all no. either. Like, you just teleport to a new area that right. vaguely looks like the area you were near. You are literally spawning into an instance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it took them... It took them 11, 10 years and three months to make a horrible whittled down version of Assassin's Creed Black Flag that is multiplayer for a reason that is indecipherable. Because the game's like, hey, be polite to other players, and then we couldn't kill anyone. Yeah, you can't really attack other ships. Like, I shot other ships that were piloted by humans, and that didn't affect them. They were invincible to me. What the fuck? Apparently, like, there are PvP zones that spawn sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, Sometimes. You, your boat moves so slow and this world seems so empty. It's, it's astonishing. I'm like, well, surely there'd be a lot to do and see from the boat because I can't get off the boat. Right. But no, it's like open ocean and some islands, but like no, nothing to do on any of it except collect resources. Yeah. This, it feels so bizarre to have in a single month hit Suicide Squad and this, which are two western developed well i guess technically that one's made in singapore uh <laughs> but led by ubisoft uh, -huh. uh games that are literally so bad they come off as like satire of bad video games they yeah, literally I, come off as someone would make this as a funny animation i thought i hit the bottom of the barrel of suicide squad and right then, yeah then this literally like digs deeper yeah like completely goes through the bottom of that barrel into like the, the earth. deep earth. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> deep rock. This Metacritic score. <laughs> it's it's really unreal. This thing is Skinner boxes have more holistic artistic integrity and enjoyment than Skull and Bones. Mm -hmm. There's almost no like story going on either. You go to town, you talk to one dude basically, who's like, you need to go do this. And that's okay. all that happened for six hours. Now, you know, years ago on Big Thing to Mention, when Bob brought in the famous Ubisoft sentence, you're the new sheriff in town. Uh-huh. That text is the entire story of this game, basically. That vibe mm -hmm. of like, oh, you're the new sheriff in town is all there is. There's like a character in the whole game. And he just says the lines for what it's, it's like oh i'm gonna say a bunch of stories of like boat stuff that is allegedly what is this mission and then <laughs> every mission is the same as the others yeah you just go go plunder a town go get lumber go or, get rum yeah go get rum maybe maybe go fight a ship also they mentioned piss a lot chat seemed to really resonate with them mentioning they do piss. mention it like in every sentence it's kind of absurd it's kind of weird like a, a, Again, with the, the this is a parody of a game. This isn't the real game, right? Right. Yeah. No. This this should be a YouTube comedy video about Triple Gaming right now, and yet somehow it is a seventy dollar game that they stupidly gave a free eight hour trial for on launch day. Also, like I played for that long and I couldn't figure out an upgrade pass for my boat. Like it was not clear at all it was super opaque like you could see like oh there's those different kinds of ships and they get these different materials to get those different ships it's like but are they better 
I don't know. Uh, I I genuinely I, I I'm actually pretty upset that they even did the trial on launch day because that just shows they wanted everyone who digitally purchased it to be trapped with owning it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's fucking disgusting. Like that, that you couldn't announce it ahead of time. Like yeah, because they sprung that weeks. announcement that morning. Went live on PlayStation's YouTube channel and other places. I they did put out the free beta, which I I they believe did. is the yeah. beginning of the game. Just literally, right. just play the game. Mm-hmm. I um, guess there's that. So I guess most people probably played it that way. Yeah, hopefully it's crazy. Uh, yeah that that game's unreal. Yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else to even talk about in it, but... It's, no, that it's, was it's what just, we did for six and a half hours. You covered it all. It, yeah, it feels so empty. hmm Yeah, it's, it's really... It's, it's truly confounding. You have conversations with people who... You know, there's a predisposition a lot of people have culturally, societally, to assume that we're the culmination of all of the things that have come before, mm-hmm. and we must be the peak... Not only in technology, but all these other fields. And like, this has always been the case, but now it really feels like it. It's like, there is so much obvious evidence that we are rolling backwards for no reason in so many different ways. Yeah, they made a just a worse version of Assassin's Creed 4, a game that's 10 years old. That was $60 then, and this is $70 now. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it genuinely is. The boat combat is not as good. Because when you board the other ships, it just plays a cutscene. Yeah, no. When you when you board a ship, it's just like you won. Good job. Here's the stuff. Here's the loot. Like what? Yeah. You can't you can't get off your boat because you don't exist virtually outside of those cities. Yeah. No, you can't. Like you can't have a fun pirate world where you go explore and look for treasure when you can't get off the boat. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't work. So what we're saying is. Skull and Bones was the end result of them taking 10 years to make something that was Black Flag's gameplay again. But then halfway through, they saw Sea of Thieves and said, we want to make that. And then they successfully made neither. (laughs) Because in Sea of Thieves, you can get off a boat. Yeah. In Sea of Thieves, you can run the boat with your friends. PlayStation gamers will get to learn all about that, I assume, at some point this year. (laughs) Yeah, we have a date. Uh, It's in the news. (laughs) Man, what the... Like... I get they were legally (laughs) obligated to ship it. Uh Uh-huh. The fact... The seat, the fucking owner of Ubisoft came out and said, how dare you say this game isn't worth $70? Things must be so much worse than they seem over at Ubisoft. They seem pretty bad. How how could you say it's worth $70? Here it is for free. (laughs) You could play eight hours of it for free. We're going to really sell you with this one. Oh, my God. When we go to the shop, like uh-huh. the, the clothing shop in the game. Yeah. It warps you inside of the shop because it can't even do a door opening animation. Right. Opening doors is too complicated. That's too complicated. But when it, the camera starts outside of the reality of the world, it starts underground right. and it slides so, inside the shop. So you just see everything laid bare, like that's out of bounds. To, like, what are you doing? To clarify. So you go to the door, it fades to black, and it's supposed to fade back in once you're in there. The problem is 
the camera now needs to go from where it was before to wherever in the environment they shoved the shop. So you just see the camera flying through the world. This isn't a glitch. This is how it works every time. So that's the level of done this game is. Yeah, it's like this is the shop in the main town. Basically the only thing in the game. Yeah. How is this not tested? Yeah, there are basically two parts of the town you give a shit about. It is guy who talks about piss every day. <laughs> and then there's the shop. So that way you could go there and be like, why can't I get anything? Here's the most fucked up thing, okay? They wanted us to buy a cat with real money. Uh-huh. They gave us they gave us a currency, but not enough to buy the cat. Just just two dollars shy. But you can't buy two dollars of currency. No. You gotta buy like eight. 12. And then the cat will just sit there in your boat. Theoretically. So, so you can't even see him unless you go to first person mode while driving the boat, which isn't a good way to drive the boat because mm -hmm. you don't get to aim anything well. Yep. And that's Skull and Bones. Anyways, uh, so we were doing one of our famous flop swap technology streams uh -huh. uh, featuring Skull and Bones and Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown, and it was our I'm tired of bad Ubisoft, I want good Ubisoft stream, and I was actually having a good time with Prince of Persia, it was really great. Um, but then people changed to Skull and Bones, and we just ended up there for a really long time, <laughs> and then That's chat fair. communicated very politely that maybe they would just rather uh, do anything, anything. Please stop letting our brains die as we stare at Skull and Bones, and a certain person uh, led a charge in chat to uh, get us to play Virtual Bart, it could be anyone. How could someone do this to us? Sounds like some sick son of a bitch. It does. It does sound like some sick son of a bitch. So uh, anyways, the, that won the vote. So we changed over to play Virtual Bart with uh, 100 continues. And you beat it. And it was more enjoyable than Skull and Bones by a fucking mile with 100 continues. That's embarrassing. Yeah. Virtual Bart's one of the worst Super Nintendo games. Yeah. Skull and Bones has nothing in it. There mm -hmm. is nothing in that game. They didn't make a game. Yeah, most of that game is going across an empty ocean with a boat that has a stamina bar. <laughs> it's, it's so unspeakably vile that yeah. they gave a boat a stamina bar because it's, they don't want you going too fast. It's so upsetting. Like, there's no excuse. None. Skull and Bones feels less like watching a bad movie, listening to a bad album, being stuck with some idiot that you're stuck in this conversation with and you can't escape. And it feels more like standing in an empty parking lot because your mom forgot to pick you up. <laughs> That's what Skull and Bones is like. The thought that they shipped this. Mm -hmm. $70 too, not just like $30 get it out of our house. Right. They thought they could get that 70 from us. It's bizarre. They probably would have sold a lot of copies if it was 30. A lot, like, they would have made a lot more money than they're going to make with it at 70. I would agree with that. Yeah, probably. Yeah. It also probably would have reviewed better, which it's still not reviewing poorly enough. It's like 62 on console, 58 on PC. Yeah, reviewers have no taste buds. None. It's they're not, all it's like they, they just, there, there is no... I don't even think it's taste. I think there is just no combination of events. You can't make a game bad enough if you're a big triple a big triple A game. You can't make a big triple A game bad enough to go below six. Like 
it, they don't exist. Like the absolute lowest here is like, and I'm surprised that like Eurogamer and GameSpot gave Skull and Bones a four. But you, it's like Redfall is 56. Yeah, that's insane. That yeah. game's AI didn't work at launch. Like it didn't work. 90% of the time enemies wouldn't activate. And that's that's amazing because like that game is better than Skull and Bones. Yeah, significantly. Yeah. Yeah. If this industry could stop finding the biggest names in gaming between Ubisoft and Microsoft and all these other companies who are so soft and making new lows, that would be nice. It would be nice if we could stop finding new ways to make a unbelievably bad product. Mm -hmm. Well, we're at the start. We're in like the, the middle beginning. We're like in the middle of act one of the gaming market crash. We are. So, so we're going to keep getting these big projects that have been in development forever coming out and just being empty and hollow and completely disastrous on a management front and belly flopping like Suicide Squad and Skull and Bones and Redfall and most of those Sony things like Fair Games and Concord. See, here's the thing, okay? I was going to mention this in the news and I'll mention it now. Helldivers 2 is succeeding so much. I'm terrified that like one of those other things is going to come out and succeed anywhere near as well. And I will have to apologize to Jim Ryan. <laughs> no, no, you don't. Here's the thing. Helldivers 2, and I, I, I would love to hear an argument to counter this because maybe somehow I'm doing the math wrong. That has to be more profitable than Spider-Man 2 by now, right? Almost certainly. That's fucked up. Mm, no, <laughs> no. I mean, you got to take into account the amount of money they put yeah, into Spider-Man 2. But, but, but Spider-Man 2 has sold over 10 million copies, so it like, and it was profitable at around 5. So okay. that's 5 million sales at 7. Right. That's a lot of fucking money. Yeah, so even being the most, most popular of, like, game on Steam. <laughs> like, wow. Helldivers... If Helldivers was 70 instead of 40, we wouldn't be having this conversation. It would it would have mostly flatlined. Like, I don't think it would have completely died. It would have done okay. But uh, we're, what we're learning is charge less than $70 for your fucking games. Yeah, make a, a moderately well-budgeted game and then charge something other than 70 fucking dollars. Yeah, 70 just like, always that, hurts. Like, I don't think any of these other things are going to be that cheap i think most of them are going to be 60 to 70 i don't know i don't think twisted metal is going to be 70 then if anything i would put my money on that being 40 as well i don't i mean they've shown that they're willing to do less right and these are obviously more like multiplayer focused things right so. and i put time into hell divers so i'm now like familiar with how it works exactly there is of course a battle pass and then the premium one so uh -huh. presumably someone out there is getting the premium battle pass and they're making up the difference immediately also they do their best to do like the super citizen edition where it's $20 more. And then you get, when you go into battle, you literally have next to your name, super citizen. Cause keep in mind, you're fighting for super <laughs> earth to uh -huh. spread managed democracy. Mm -hmm. That game's I, really I good. Feel by like, the way, the I feel like the, hilarious. you know, the hoorah to ashes blast the bugs mm -hmm. plus $40 will hit a lot harder than twisted metal will, even if it's only also 40 to be perfectly honest, and I mean this sincerely, I think Twisted Metal is the only other service game they can turn out that might hit like Helldivers. I don't think Concord has a chance. I don't think Fair Games has a chance. There's an edge and energy to Twisted Metal that might actually make it work in yeah, the same if, way if this they, is working. 
if they thread like the the dumb meathead guy energy really well, and maybe right. they will. They might. But I there's, mean, there's yeah. still a lot of the questions. Peacock like, show help. worked right it, between that and all it the did. other twisted metals existing. Yeah, so I think I twisted like metal that, could work. But yeah, like like the we're rest saying, of them are fucked. Yeah, probably. like Concord and Fair Games is so hard to like. Fair Games sounds like just a, a are hated you, knockoff. Are, like, like, like didn't even do well. Trap someone in a room with the trailer for Fair Games and go. How did that make you feel? They're like, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out the test subjects left in an empty room with walls painted gray had more of an emotional reaction. It's like, yeah, it's the Sony yeah, I, version of that Sega game they canceled before releasing. It is. Yeah. And Except like, for that had Sega merch in it, so that's anything. Right? And, and, this and like, here's the thing. Is, is Helldivers going to eat the sales of Twisted Metal? Uh, it like, could. Will people be too busy playing Helldivers? Yeah, I mean, it could. It's definitely a different audience to some extent. Um, it really depends on when Twisted Metal hits, you know. They yeah, might be fucked up what... and release that shit in June <laughs> and not even acknowledge yeah, and, it now. Yeah, and what flavor, like, I don't even know what form that game will take. Like, we have, we don't know anything about it. Right. Right. And, and it's been so long since the last Twisted Metal. It could take any form. I think... Like, obviously, all the leaks are currently pointing towards, you know, it's, like, service game. It's multiplayer-oriented. But, like, I'm worried with it being Twisted Metal that they're going to be like, yeah, it's all PvP. And it's like, you know, one of the reasons Helldivers works is that it's co-op. Right. Could and you I, maybe figure that out? And I assume, yeah, they will make that same mistake. Hmm? It'll just be PvP. Yeah, it's like, multi like PvP, Twisted Metal sucks. I think it's fun, but <laughs> I don't think you're going to get hell divers numbers making a game where yeah, it's just it also, kill the it other also players might just be, yeah. it also might just be some weird thing where it's like oh it's car combat i don't want it right like yeah it's really hard to sell that compared to shooter shooter yeah absolutely uh admittedly they did get a lot smoother about how it controls once you get into the ps3 entry mm -hmm. in fact so smooth that maybe you lost a little bit of the <laughs> soul a little bit anyway um Virtual Bart sucks. There, we uh, covered Virtual Bart. Yeah, that's what a terrible game. Why did I rank that several times? I don't know, it's, man. It's it, it's really <laughs> fucked up that I kept that I keep thinking, man. But it'd be really easy to beat a second time, dude. I've been there with you on Banjo Kazooie <laughs> and even a little bit on Banjo Tooie. This is the most deranged you've ever been. <laughs> yeah, you. Oh, hey, I'm not there. Banjo Kazooie is a great Banjo game to play over and over. <laughs> I'm not there on Banjo Kazooie at all. It's only Tooie. Oh my God. Because Banjo Kazooie is just is, is isn't that complicated or hard to figure out, but Banjo Tooie, it's like, oh, but the second time it'll be so much faster. Now that there's so already this knife-shaped hole in my hand, I mean, we'll just <laughs> yes, glide right exactly. in. Exactly, right? Exactly. Makes it stronger, actually. <laughs> I can do the pig level so much faster because I know where everything is. <laughs> That's deranged. Uh, we 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 did that on the uh we we did the uh, virtual bar stream on the on the retro tank 4k like upscaling the mister right yeah i think that's right yeah, i'm pretty sure we i went through i wanted to use real hardware but then i couldn't right you can watch the stream to find out why um i got nothing else other than <laughs> i am fucking flabbergasted that virtual bart with 100 continues is a markedly more enjoyable game than both suicide squad and shit skull and bones <laughs> ship and shit <laughs> that's yes. what they should have called it um but I'm good to move on. Bob, did you want to say anything else? No, I don't think so. I think everyone on Earth knows this, the virtual part is really bad and they should not play it. And if they don't know that, then maybe play it. 
Sure. Or you could trust us. Piss and ship. Huh? That's pretty good. Certainly not piss. That's what was the game was half and half, half piss, half ship for some reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, after that, we did a game of games chance live, which you can watch on our YouTube channel for RZ, Infinity Strash, Dragon Quest, The Adventure of Die, and also Super Crazy Rhythm Castle. Now, the game codes. I would push the button, but the game codes were all provided by the publishers. So obviously take nothing we say at face value. We have been bought. <laughs> they bought us with $15 game codes. <laughs> they bought us with with well, uh, really cheap game codes and a really expensive game code that yeah. really should have been anywhere near that much. Yeah. I keep forgetting that they charge $60 for die. Um, so you probably, if you're a longtime listener, a big thing to mention, heard Chris talk about Infinity Strash Dragon Quest, of, uh, the adventure, Dragon Quest, the adventure of die last year. The severity of what Chris was expressing there did not sink in until we did the Giving Games a Chance Life. It literally isn't just this is a really cheap way to retell the story of the anime. This is some guy who's just spoiling the anime for you is how it feels. You yeah. don't get to enjoy the story of the anime. You get to look at screens, still shots of the anime, while it basically just, in an inelegant way, just blurts out what happened. Yeah, yep. it, it has to go every step of the way. You don't get to have anything left to the imagination. It's, no, this is everything that happens in the anime. So, my number one feeling, my number one emotion coming out of Infinity Strash, uh, Dragon Quest, The Adventures of Die, I never want to play that game, unless... I watch the entire fucking anime and then I'm just going to skip the cutscenes. That's it. That's the only yeah. reason I play that game. Cause and it just feels seemingly, seemingly is pretty good. It's a pretty good adaptation of that series. Cool. Cause I, I do like dragon quest mm -hmm. and I do want to watch that anime. It is a hundred episodes. However, which it is, it's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty long, but that's, that, that's like the whole thing. You're getting like all of bleach in a hundred episodes. Yeah. It's kind of like, we just made our way through Twin Peaks. We're done with Twin Peaks, by the way. We watched season one, season two, the movie, and uh, uh, The Return. But we didn't watch The Missing... Oh, uh, you shouldn't have told them that. They're going <laughs> to blow you up in the comments now. Oh, no. You fool. These are Twin Peaks fans. They're deranged. <laughs> to be but, clear, but, but I've seen a lot of things from The Missing Pieces, but I haven't watched it all. Right. Yeah, we, we watched these I, I watched... No, I went and yeah, watched you, other videos. Okay that showed but, a lot of things but die is really important because you get to see all the things dragon ball stole from the thing that was based on toriyama's art to begin with like the guy you're fighting in the opening of die you know how he just looks like broly's dad uh-huh he predates broly's dad by like two years that's pretty good that's pretty good yeah wow also also like that manga was unbelievably influential on dragon quest the series like the idea of fighters having moves was not a thing until die. Uh, someone in our chat saying the adventure of die is coming to Netflix on the first of next month. So huh. there you go. That's good. Cause I think someone in chat during our giving games a chance live said it's on Hulu. And I'm like, then it's not real. <laughs> I'm not watching a thing on Hulu. I'm sorry. I think I've done that once for content ever. I'm trying did, to did think. You see that, did you see that uh, Paramount plus and Peacock are considering merging? Yeah, I saw that. It's going to be really frustrating when all these streaming services recombine into one streaming service that's pretty good. Mm -hmm. And then once a new generation of C-suite people come in, they split apart again. I feel like that won't happen. It could. 
but I feel like largely they'll just merge and then be like, we all know this is the way it has to be because we proofed it doesn't work the other way. They'll be there'll be like Netflix and Disney Plus, and that'll be it. They'll be the two yeah. that survive. And that's that's great because I don't care what that does for the conglomeration of powers. There's nothing as terrible as the current situation. There's nothing as terrible as eight different services all asking for a subscription from you. You could you just need to find somebody with a Plex server who has everything in human history on it. Yeah, like I, I mean, have a seven. I have a twelve terabyte hard drive with every single thing in human history on it. Join my Plex server. I mean, you want to talk about it? This many streaming services is just absolutely going to drive people towards piracy before they sign up for like five of them. Like yeah, most, uh, I think a lot of people. Um. RZ. There's the subtitle. There sure is. The Jewel of Faramore. There we go. That took a second. Uh, for people who don't know, that is, uh, it's like a pseudo band game of the CDI Zelda games, the one that are side perspective, you know, side scrollers. Um, it is adhering very directly to that art style. It is adhering very directly to that gameplay. Mm-hmm. But they get that they shouldn't make it hard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's not the notion of lives. You do take hits and you'll die and then respawn at the opening of an area. But it like is a very forgiving mm -hmm. and it is a very funny game. And the soundtrack is so good. The, this dude, your dad knows him from back in college and he's got this cool keyboard and he's a musician, man. <laughs> you just listen to his cool like pads and synths he's got set up and he's like, check out this pan flute. Do, 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 boo, boo, boo. And I'm like, yo, this game's good. I just want this for the soundtrack even. Like, the rest of this is funny and yeah, somewhat I, enjoyable, but the soundtrack's got a vibe. I really enjoy that the backgrounds are just, they're made, and then someone else, as a level designer, went in and was like, oh, you have to walk straight up that pyramid. Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, in the, the background, oh, well. The environmental <laughs> artist literally draws a pyramid, and they go, well, obviously, you would walk on top of it all the way up and back down and keep going. And I'm like... They get it. Yeah. No, no they get it. There's a lot in there. It's like, you understand what kind of trash you were making. They they absolutely get it. Uh, I, I really turned around from this game on this game from my first impressions because mm. I wasn't interested when I first saw that trailer. I was like, no, I'm, I'm good. Because largely, I'm not interested in games that are cheeky, which is definitely what this is. Right. But I think it really does work here. Um, I do want to see the rest of that game. Yeah, and also they they put like a legitimate effort into every one of those cutscenes, which mm -hmm. is important. Like those are obviously the reason you're playing the game, right? Um, and there are a ton of them. Yeah, and they get that that's the appeal, so there are a ton of them. Mm -hmm. You know, they could have they could have easily put half as many in the game, and that would have absolutely sucked. Yeah, um, I think they nailed it. I think this game is fantastic, which is crazy. Because you could go and watch, like, what was it, at the Game Awards or something the, when or, the first or, trailer came out? Yeah, and I'm just like, fuck this. Even. No way, dude. I don't need your irony game. And then, <laughs> and then I played it. I was like, oh, no, they love it. Like, you know, it's not an irony thing. They, they genuinely love that this fucking bizarre cryptid Zelda game is the way it is. And they're right to do that. You know? You got your shopkeep that has more shoe vibes. Mm-hmm. You uh, get a gun. <laughs> that's true. And it's powered by souls. Yes. <laughs> and you're just kind of like, oh, 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 no. Um, but yeah, no, it was uh, really neat. You should go watch out, uh, watch that Giving Games a Chance Live uh, if you're on the fence on it. In the middle of these two games, we played Super Crazy Rhythm Castle. 
And because of that, we can't monetize the stream. <laughs> yeah. Super Crazy Rhythm Castle is a game full of covers of real songs. Super Crazy Rhythm Castle is a rhythm game that cannot run at 60 frames per second stably. Super Crazy Rhythm Castle is a game that constantly tries to make the rhythm game mechanics zany by having them read it out to you in multiple different ways. It also does not let you customize the controls for what does the inputs. It also thinks it's much funnier than it actually is. Yeah, also it, it kind of... The first level is about 12 times higher budget than the rest of the game. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah. Like, it kind of lulls you into this, oh, well, it's going to be, like, not hard, but be look really fancy and have neat ideas going on and have cool camera angles and everything. Right. And then immediately it's like, no, every, every song is a single rung. Right. <laughs> now you're trapped in the dungeon. The dungeon's this one room, and then you walk through the door to do the level. Uh-huh. And it's like, oh, the... We went through like seven screens a moment ago that all had different environments and stuff. And different songs and everything. Oh. And it all blended. And, oh. and now you're just cranking it out, it seems it, like. Yeah. It was uh, people in chat were telling us this developer in the past has done shovelware. Uh, I didn't look that up. I can't speak to that. I mean, they did. We played it. This is no, shovelware. that's what they're doing. These are modern crimes they're doing. No, I'm talking about past crimes. <laughs> this is absolute shovelware that Konami published for some reason because they have no one looking over anything, I guess. Yeah, and I, I genuinely wonder what, what they're thinking. I know somewhere deep in this game there's some Konami licensed music even. Uh -huh. It's like, man, what? It's, it's so bizarre. I thought I was going to like this game. Mm -hmm. I genuinely thought it was going to be fun. It's up to four players. You're running around and doing different mechanics for the different rhythm stuff. But it, just the way it's structured all of the challenges is like, oh, you're going to miss inputs. You, oh, you're going to get damaged. Oh, you're going to not be able to see anything. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, this this is really deeply frustrating and not fun. Yeah, and also there's something mechanically <laughs> about the human brain where you have had me work on this track that's angled like this and then run across the room to one that's now angled like this. And my brain cannot process the rightmost track being at the two different angles. Yeah. And like all of these weird problems on top of the game just runs so bad that mm -hmm. you can't play it well, even if it was consistent. Right. And we played on PS5 for anyone who's curious. Yeah. PS5 couldn't even make this run well. Maybe the PC version magically works. Sometimes you get situations like that, but... Uh, Maybe. Yeah, that game was terrible. Yeah. Uh, I'd recommend it to literally no one. <laughs> Not even my worst enemies. <laughs> Uh, that, that was, that was real heartbreaking. I thought that was going to be fun. Um, uh, but that's it for the given games, a chance live. I highly recommend people go check that out. Even if you're just going to check out our or maybe the cutscenes from, you know, infinity strash, maybe you want to see the yes. tier of like, no, really they're showing a still one frame from the anime and then just saying it. Yeah, they don't even have the decency to try and pretend fights happened or anything. You just have to watch shoots like three episodes of anime recap terribly using still images. Yeah, it's it's rough. It's rough. It's real rough. Um, but that's that's it for our uh, Friday stream and giving games a chance live. Uh, aside from that, I've been playing more Hell Divers. Um, that's been really good. I don't know why it took my brother twenty hours to get to level nine. I've only played five and a half, and I'm level like eight. So, huh. so I assume a lot of that was him trying to log in. <laughs> that sounds like a consistent issue with this game. Yeah, I finally ran into my first. Uh, I cannot get into Helldivers issue this morning. I was in Helldivers. I did not have problems getting in. I played a few games and then eventually 
my gun didn't spawn. And wow. I, I, because you have the things, they're called stratagems, where you can call down a turret from the sky, it'll pop up and then fight aliens. You can call down airstrikes, you can call down all sorts of things, and there are objectives that aren't just killing things. I was surprisingly productive as a soldier who had no ability to shoot a gun for the first 10 minutes. And then I've my, heard that's a thing. Right, yeah, no, that's why that game's great. It's a lot like Warhawk back in the day where you can legitimately contribute without needing to be good at aiming a gun at someone and shooting. Mm. Um, but after 10 minutes, I figured it out and my gun appeared and then I could shoot a gun and be productive member of society. <laughs> and then one game goes and it's perfectly fine. It's just me and one other guy. That game ends and then the servers break in a really weird way where all the matchmaking's broken. Oh. All of it. So I couldn't play it at all. Cool. So then I watched Morbius. <sighs> Good. Great. No. <laughs> no, that's that's not good or great. So you're up for round two after the podcast then. <laughs> of Morbius? Yeah. Just wrapping back around. Sure. You know what? <laughs> sure. Yeah. That's... For anyone who doesn't know, Morbius is going off of Netflix in the next five days. So look out. You gotta watch Morbius now before it disappears. <laughs> so you're you're saying we should watch it now? That that now is the time? Yeah, now's the time. You know. <clears throat> what time is it? More than time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm just thinking about Morbius. Um. Helldivers are really good. Basically, the you know, in a Call of Duty, like you'll level up and it'll give you a gun. Yeah. Okay. In this, you level up, do these missions, and it gives you like a currency. Then the way you unlock all these things, like cosmetics for your cape, helmet, all this other stuff, guns, grenade upgrades, drop upgrades, as in like when you drop down, you'll be in a better condition. You'll carry more ammo in battle in the first place. And all these other things are just choices you get to make on what is virtually a battle pass. The way that works is imagine like stacked six cards and the cards are full of a shitload of choices. You can choose in any order, but they cost different amounts based on how cool and impactful they are. In order to get to the next card, you have to spend a set amount on the prior cards. So you're still progressing through it in a linear order because you have to spend your way down, mm -hmm. but you get to choose among all of those things what you're doing. Um, one of the things that can be on those cards is, in fact, the premium currency that you would buy with real money. So if you build up enough of that, you can then just go buy whatever cosmetic with just playing it normally. Huh. That's uh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. And they... <laughs> Jim Ratgazer lost it when I looked at his fucking Helldiver and went, you look like legally distinct Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> he is a super citizen, by the way. Of course. Uh, that game's sick as hell. It has some really good things. My brother's deranged. <laughs> he, I mean, uh, what's he, new? He, he, oh, yeah, no. It, he brought some real Steve energy into this. So he he uses, uh, you know, there are, like, turrets. You can get the uh, stratagem to drop from the atmosphere, and it pops up out of the ground and shoots a Gatling gun at, at the aliens. And it's like, oh, what a what a great thing. Steve prefers the more impactful one. It's a mortar. Okay. All right, yeah. Sounds fine yeah it's just gonna pop up with a cannon that shoots a mortar at the aliens or robots reminder you fight two different things starship trooper aliens and then on the other end of the galaxy or whatever you fight terminator robots who sometimes pilot atsds which i did not clarify <laughs> when i talked about this last week 
which is fucking it's it's a robot piloting a <laughs> you throw a grenade and it concusses them out of it so you get to see the bipedal robot just go ah! and then the atsd just goes limp and falls over anyways so imagine you're fighting an alien and the swarm's getting overwhelming and they're coming closer to you where do you think the mortar's firing on you yes yeah, it's Steve. What do you it's want? Steve's just like, I don't see why everyone is angry at me. <laughs> We're like, because your mortar's literally killing us all. It sounds like an efficient way to kill robots. I would simply dodge the mortar rounds. <laughs> That's really not doable. <laughs> because by the moment they're on you, you are, you're dead. Is you're that, just fucking dead. I've seen a lot of videos of the rocket lands next to the guy. And then it gives him a second before it blows up, but there's literally no way he can get away. Is that what the mortar is? Um, I don't think that was the mortar because anytime the mortars happened, it was pretty instant. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sometimes if you're lucky, you're at a certain because one of the one of the fun parts of this game is so much of it is physics driven. So if an explosion goes off near you, there is a literal concussive force that will hurdle you through the air. Oh, unless you go prone and you know, it actually does account not only for the physics of it sending you flying but also damage. So if you're prone, you literally take less concussive force from explosions. <laughs> and I'm like, man, that's such a cool thing. Why don't more games have that? That's, that's weird. Um, but yeah, if you're lucky, you've just been hurtled through the air a hundred feet and then landing and barely alive as opposed to just dead on impact. Right. Um, there is a jetpack in the game, which I should have clarified last week. I haven't unlocked it yet. It's something like level 10. That shit's pretty cool. In a game where your character has to clamber over everything, you know? Mm -hmm. Being able to use a jetpack to get on top of a really tall rock that robots and aliens alike will not be able to quite reach. It's a very useful skill. Yeah, that sounds it. Very useful skill. Um, but yeah, I'm really enjoying this game. Uh, it's really compelling. It's not hard to see why it's selling so well. Uh, it was literally the most popular game on Steam the other day of like... 449,000 concurrent users. By the way, Helldivers won the peak. Do you know what it is? It's probably like 5,000. Okay, so your guess is 5,000. Agra, what do you think the peak concurrent users on Steam was for Helldivers 1? I really want to say 5,001 for the bet. <laughs> Go ahead. Hey, Chris. <laughs> what do you think the peak concurrent users of Helldivers 1 was on Steam? We can't hear you. 3,200. 6,900. So imagine the level Woo! of not prepared. Good job, Good Agra. job, Agra. So, so cool. <laughs> you earned this. Imagine the level of not prepared for 100,000 uh -huh. and then 200,000 and then very quickly 400,000 they were. Yeah, no. Obviously not. Uh, I do appreciate all the tweets from the CEO. They're pretty good. Yeah, I did see where he said the, the, the thing about, yeah, we should not hire up in response to this immediately to then re to fire people because that's a horrible experience for everyone. Like, good. Yeah. Realize. Yeah. Uh, there was that. There was also people on Twitter being like, why are you spending your time on Twitter? You should be down there fixing the server problem. He's like, oh, yeah, you're right. Standing behind my engineers and bitching that the problem isn't solved will really fix it. That would make me a good CEO. <laughs> I was like, oh, damn, this guy's good. 
Anyways, yeah, imagine that the people who get the satire that is Starship Troopers and then infused it into entire video game uh, companies not completely run by morons. Who would have thought? Well, it's just because they're small enough. If they were too big a company, they would be st- they would be run entirely by imbeciles. If if they were too big of a company, it would actually lose the part of getting Starship Troopers. <laughs> They'd be like, nah, we tested that with audiences. They didn't like that. You're, they're, they're feeling sad for the bugs. Can you, like, <laughs> change it so the bugs are obviously evil? And then the people making the game's like, yeah, sure. Yeah, that's, uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Helldivers 2 is pretty good. I wish I had cross-progress so I could just get it on PS5 and PC. But That'd be nice. That'd be nice. This better get a PS5 Pro update. Because... <laughs> It is Sony first party. It had better. On PC, it doesn't support any of the PC and uh, temporal AA stuff. It literally just has software temporal AA, which is better than it being stuck with FSR 2. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. FSR 2 is the worst thing to happen. Man, AMD, ever. really? Really? Hey, it's what are you it's doing? a free solution. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you got what you though. paid for. <laughs> Could you just hide it somewhere so people can't find it? Yeah, please stop feeding all these devs rat poison. Yeah, solution is kind of a loaded term in this context. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's a lot. It's a very, it's a very uh, uh, acidic solution. Like it, it's a free car. Legally, no, it's not. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have much else to say. The, the characters' lines they say constantly are very, very funny, though. Um, anyway. You can break your arm in that game and just use a stim pack, and it's like, yeah, you're better. And I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> My arm's just not broken anymore because I did drugs. Yeah. This checks out. Um, I played more Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. I got to the end game. I started grinding the end game. People tell me this is what Monster Hunter grinding looks like. I've never played Monster Hunter. Mm-hmm. I don't. That scares me. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 I'm not someone who can put 200 hours into a video game. Right. I don't think I've ever done that for a video game unless you combine all play sessions ever for something like a rock band or Super Mario 64. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it was Rock Band. You got up there, but right. But yeah, but that's, that's it. a very different sort of thing, right? And literally, that would be it. I can't even think of many other games that would have gotten close. I I don't know. It's just a weird experience. Mm-hmm. Like it's fun, and you know, it works as a social, almost a social extra- abstraction layer where you just hang out with people and talk. But like, technically, Helldivers Two is also that, but yeah. it feels like less of an insane grind zone, you know. <laughs> Because that's literally that's yeah, what mean, the, they designed, and that's what some people want. Right, yeah, absolutely. Like, like I also finished the a tactical endgame of, of Grand Blue as uh, well. And, of Chapter Zero? Or, yeah, of Chapter Zero. Okay. Um, and then it keeps unlocking more and more fights to do. Yeah. And they keep getting harder and harder. And I like seeing the numbers go up, and that's what gets everyone in it. It's like, yeah, number go up. I like it more than Monster Hunter because there's more and more numbers. Yeah, I don't know. Monster Hunter hides those numbers. I just get to see them here. <laughs> seeing the numbers, that makes me feel good. It's true. Numbers, numbers, be, being to see, being able to see the number go up. Mm-hmm. That's important. Watching dudes just vaporize once you make the number go up. It's good. <laughs> I, uh, 
So I'm worried about Monster Hunter Wilds next year. Is that I had be to my do a double check of like, isn't that the one that already came out? No. Somebody had to tell me the other day what the subtitle was because I forgot it because that's a terrible subtitle. Wilds is like so forgettable. It is really basic, but it, I, I, mean, I feel you like literally that's what they just usually... mistook it for a different. Yeah, like like right. world is also really basic, right? And but I guess... that at least had an idea of like this is our big AAA one, so world has a big scale to the name, whereas wilds. I don't know what to get out of that. Every monster hunter's in the wild, right? No, but it, it, it's our first Breath of the Wild monster hunter. Oh, yeah. Huh. The durability is going to drive everyone insane. <laughs> I was like, what do you get if you cross those two? One moment. What's the common thread? What is the web that binds us all? <laughs> going to stick 26 logs end to end and hit a Jagras with it. <laughs> Finally. Oh, that'd be good. That'd be good. Uh, but yeah, it has me concerned. Mm -hmm. Also, as someone pointed out in chat, that means both of them have the same acronym of MHW. Yeah. No, that's that's kind of dumb. Don't do that. Don't do that. Now the other one, the old one is MHWO. <laughs> little O. Yeah, little O. <laughs> Monster Hunter. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, but yeah, that has me concerned. No, no, because then it's Monster Hunter Wii, not to be confused with Monster Hunter on the Wii. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Well, that's okay. Monster Hunter on the Wii is Monster Hunter 3. Wasn't there another one on the Wii? Probably. Yeah, I think there are two Wii ones, so now we don't even know which one that is. <laughs> yeah, did you know Grand Blue's really cool? It is pretty cool. Uh, I played a Siegfried second playthrough. Siegfried's really cool. He has like all the cool parts of Hi-Fi Rush, but specials that make me feel super dope and a great sword, which makes me feel super, super dope. <laughs> Good time. Good time. Yeah, I played him a little bit in the demo. I was like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. Yeah, I did Charlotta the first time because Charlotta's fucking hilarious. Mm -hmm. um, this time I'm stuck with Siegfried. I'm, he's at level 100 now because, of course, Vox and Riona... You know, we jumped in and just started grinding the shit. Right. Um, I got the final difficulty, which is proud, mm. which is beyond maniac or whatever. Right. Which is beyond the normal sounding names. Yeah. Uh, that that is there. There's just it's a whole fresh list. They're fucking proud. I haven't even done those, and I'm level 100. And now I'm just praying for better sigil drops and spending materials trying to. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh. Yeah. No. It's. This is the crack. Mm -hmm. That's w what they love. Meanwhile, I'm sitting here and I'm like, I'm going to start Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth sometime soon. Right. I don't know that I'm going to stick with this. I feel like I maybe have one to two more grinding sessions in me, mm -hmm. depending if people are available or willing. I don't know, though. A lot of video gaming going on right now. So, Bob, I figure people, they're, they're asking yeah. in random spots. I'm going to say... Yes, we'll probably stream the rest of our Zet and Prince of Persia at some point. That feels like something that could happen. Because not doing that would be weird and cruel. Uh, we will never touch Skull and Bones again. No, I, I returned it. It's over. We beat Drop Virtual it. Bart. We're never touching that ever again. <laughs> We're not playing any more Rhythm Castle or Dragon Quest Die. <sighs> Never. Yeah, there's only one, one incident, one possibility. 
where I play Infinity Stretch ever again, it's that I watched the entire anime. So if you don't hear me go, I have watched all of Di the adventure of Die. Uh -huh. I am now ready to play the game. The answer's no. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't touch on it. The, the gameplay kind of sucks too. Like it's a, it's just a bad feeling like action RPG. Like it feels worse than any Dynasty Warriors. Right, I was gonna say, this is what game journalists from like 2003 think Dynasty Warriors is. Yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, they have animations that just don't make any sense. Like, your main three hit combo ends with like a die going into a slow mo hit where nothing is slow mo. So he's just doing like standing in air as if he was a cool camera angle would happen. But instead, you're just locked looking at it from a, from a wide, and it makes no sense. Yeah, and it hangs much longer than you would normally do with that sort of thing. Like, it's literally four times as long as you should hang on something like that. Right. I, as somebody was saying, like, that game bombed so hard it came up in financial meetings, <laughs> which makes sense. Yeah. They charged way too much, and that is way too low rent of a game. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty sure that's everything I played. Hey, Bob. Hey. What did you play? Other than Grand Blue, because mm -hmm. I also got to level 100 and beat the post game. Uh, I played Crow County or. Pro Country, which was a demo on Steam, and I think the demo's is up on PlayStation. Okay. It's a PS1-style survival horror game, um, but you can rotate the camera. So imagine, like, those really high-detail-looking pre-rendered backgrounds, but you can spin the camera around, like, almost if it, it almost feels like Super Mario RPG Remake. That level of, like, huh. oh, it's, it's like that style. And your main character looks like a PlayStation 1, like Final Fantasy 7 world map model, which is all chibi style, but has way too many polygons. So it's like a tech demo. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're talking about. It's really interesting. And it's set in Atlanta, Georgia, in an abandoned theme park about crows. Uh, it's really neat. Um, I'm trying to think of what else to say other than like the, just the style of it and. The shooting's really weird because you actually hold up the gun and can aim it with like the right analog stick, and it it feels super awkward. And I'm like, is it supposed to feel this bad? <laughs> and I think the answer is yes. I I think that the combat in it is supposed to just be like really janky. Um, but yeah, it's got all the the tropes you expect from wandering around a abandoned theme park. Uh, you have uh zombies that show up eventually. And other weird little monsters like little uh just puzzles of goo on the ground that attack you and you solve puzzles by finding keys and stuff and you find notes around the park like i lost this key here i know it stinks but that's what happened we have to live with this now uh but yeah that's a really neat game i definitely just trying the demo out it's on steam and also like i said I'm pretty sure it's on playstation as well cool uh i also tried the new contra game yeah, I saw they put a demo up for that, and I just kind of... Oh, God, that's a thing that exists. Oh, no, I forgot yeah. because it looked so bad. So, hey, Bob. It's a Contra Operation Galuga? Galuga, yeah. 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 Uh, the game looks hideous, of yeah. course. You can tell that from the trailers. Does it run correctly? Because it didn't in the trailers, Bob. It's weird. The beginning of it, like the first 10 minutes, runs terribly. And then it feels like it smooths out. Like, it feels like the, the frame rate starts getting smoother after the, the initial, like, 10 minutes. And it's not like it looks great during those. 
Um, so I don't know why it's like that. And I assume it's going to keep being like this up and down experience of, oh, it's going to have weird frame stutters. Like it doesn't feel like it's even just, it's running at a bad frame rate. It feels like it's just stuttering at random points. Um, you, you played this on PS5, of course. Of course. Foolish of you to play a Contra game on a console? Question mark? Uh, it does have a lot of story, surprisingly. Like oh. there is a fully voice acted story here. Steve Bloom is one of the Contras. Good. Okay, that's is that good or bad? Yeah, because I don't really want that at all. I kind of just want the the Neo Contra level mm -hmm. of storytelling in a Contra where it's just funny action scene nonsense, like crazy over the top. It kind of worked here because it was really just an intro with a decent bit of dialogue of like why they're okay. going to this island. Okay. And then once you're in the level, they talk sometimes. Well, if you think about it, the Japanese version of Contra actually does have like an intro mm. and a map screen and a bunch of other shit that the US version doesn't have because they cheaped out. Yeah. Like an animated background even. <laughs> like they had an animated background in level one in Japan and America we don't. Right. And it's it doesn't feel like it's intrusive. Like literally one part of the story is, oh yeah, you're fighting through this area. And then a dude in a, like a robot suit flies down and starts fighting with you and talking to you. Oh, cool. So it's like no, kind of cool. neat stuff. Yeah. Inline storytelling is fine. Right. Um, and then it, it ends as the first date. So I don't know if it's going to like go back and have a cutscene or anything. It doesn't feel like it probably, it probably won't do that. So I have a question. What's up? How much is this? I don't know. I did not okay. see that. Then I have a different question. How much do you think this should be? 30 at most? At most. Because it still looks terrible. But it does have some interesting gameplay ideas. Um, you get a double jump and a dash with all double the Double dump? <laughs> double jump. Um, and then you get the like, two perks for your character when you load in. And some of the perks are exclusive to the different characters. So like okay. the two main guys will have different ones. You can select like uh, the blue-haired one has a his double jump will be higher okay and that was kind of neat yeah, uh that is neat and you have the two weapon system so you can hold two different special types of weapons and now you can actually do like an item crash with the weapon it'll blow it up but it does a cool special oh, move this is really neat so like the spread shot just shoots bounty balls over all over the room uh the machine gun actually gives you a shield the laser slows down time they seem to have a lot of different ideas for that. And I'm like, oh, this is neat. Because then if you see like another pickup, you can be, well, I, I don't need this anymore. I'll just blow it and use this special move and feel like I got something out of it. Yeah, that's, that's actually really cool. Um, and your dash also works in air dash. So you have a lot of in-air mobility. You can also, um, it starts with the analog stick does, uh, lets you do 360 aiming. So you mm -hmm. have full motion, but you can mm -hmm. also turn it to uh, eight directional or to do the D-pad and that's eight directional. Shooting. Oh, cool. And of course it has a button. So you hold in place and can just aim while shooting. You don't need to like always move and shoot. Mm, so lock down your feet. Yeah, uh, lock down your feet. Yeah. Do they have the other one where you aim in a direction and just hold that and you'll lock that in while you move? I did not find that one. I the, don't they're think both that's important. They're they both, are important both important for important. very different reasons. Yeah. Um... And also the different characters, uh, there's the story mode, which I played first, and then there's arcade mode, let's just select different characters other than the main two. Okay. Some of those, it has pro protectors. Cool. Yeah. So I'm just, all for that. Just, you have to play as robots, and they have special perks. They can hover and have a grappling hook that goes straight up. That's great. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is neat. There's lots of neat things. I wish this game didn't look so terrible.
Yeah. It's hard to get over it how bad it looks, like, all the time. But I actually do like all these weapon ideas they have and stuff like that. And I don't know if... I assume it was a thing in one of the other Contras where if you get the same weapon twice, you get a power-up version of that weapon. Yeah, that happened in one of the other ones. And at uh, least one of the other ones. You also get to select if you have a health bar or not. Like, Tanner uh, just having a health bar where it's three hits and you die. But you can also do the hardcore mode where it's like, oh yeah, one hit and you died. And I got yeah. a picture so that way people listening can sort of see like what the art style looks like. And that's the best looking mm. thing in the game. In the demo. At least. Yeah. Kind of just really plain looking 3D. Um, yeah, kind of. It looks like if somebody was like, this is the future of gaming. And they did this in a period where gaming just looked like 360 online games. Like <laughs> yeah. downloadable games. Um, I think the weirdest part, like, I kind of started to like the way our main characters looked, but their animations are horrible because they tried to like match them one to one with sprites, oh. and it never looks right. Oh. So they have to do like the the weird awkward way they hold the the bar the the poles when they do the climbing, and the 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 crouch that has their legs up, and all that just looks wrong. Like their art style does not work with it at all. Huh. Um, but yeah, it was better than I expected, which still wasn't great. So it's better than the prior Contra thing. Yes, absolutely. I'm hearing on PC this can run at 120 frames per second. That's cool. Why can't it do that on the PS5? I don't know. Sony, you need an ambassador to go out there and tell these people to make their games high frame rate. Yeah. Like, the only reason I'm playing, like, the, the main thing I'm getting out of this replay of Grand Blue Fantasy Relink on PC is that it looks really fucking nice at 120 frames per oh, second. I'm sure. Like, it is really nice. Um, that matters so much more than resolution. It does. It is so much more important. And we're getting to a spot where monitors more and more are chipping with 120 hertz, so there's definitely a a possibility that someone can much more affordably get 120 hertz than, you know, a 4K TV. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Sony, you need an ambassador. There needs to be an ambassador of high frame rates at Sony. What's Kevin Butler doing? What is Kevin <laughs> Butler doing? Nothing with gaming. The court order <laughs> demands that. I also played a little bit of Penny, Penny's Big Breakaway. Okay, cool. I, I bought Penny's Big Breakaway. And I played your copy. And I oh. didn't. Oh. <laughs> I was too busy watching Morbius. Mm. Hey, I don't feel bad for you anymore. <laughs> I had to stop playing Penny's Big Breakaway after two levels. Uh, this game is not tested. Oh. At all. Yeah. What? I fell through the walls in the ground and got stuck in the walls multiple times in level two. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And these yeah. aren't like, oh, well, I did something weird. No, it's completely repeat repeatable. Those walls just don't have hit detection. It's rough. This is actually really sad. Yeah, no, I hate it when, when indie games especially launch like this, because I know I just don't know when they're going to fix it. Will I be waiting six months, a year? Never. I no longer Man. know when this game is out. <laughs> Remember when, like, platform holders used to test for compliance? Yeah. It kind of seems like they all decide, well, fuck. Like, so we, we would then have to set, you know, meet our own standards, and, and none of our games can do that anymore because we launched them six months early. God. And, uh, That's such a bummer. Yeah, dude. no, it, it, it's really, really upsetting. Another weird thing, it feels like the intro cutscenes don't have audio play right. 
maybe they, that was your audio design, but it just sounds broken. Like, you remember when you were like, oh, these Metal Gear Solid 4 cutscenes seem like they don't have audio playing? That's mean, how it felt. You mean the infamous moment I've told on Big Thing multiple <laughs> times where I bought Metal Gear Solid 4 on disc for like 60 plus dollars. I got one of the better editions, I think. And watching a really protracted 20 minute cutscene where it didn't play music at all, I went... Kojima would never do this. Something is wrong with my PS3. <laughs> and return, bought a new copy. <laughs> assuming something was wrong with my Blu-ray disc. Because it was so inconceivable that Kojima would have a 20-minute cutscene <laughs> with no music. <laughs> so did you did you also buy a new copy of Fetty's Big Breakaway? <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh, that's shocking. That sucks, man. Yeah, no, I, I will be back whenever they finish the game that sucks yeah uh this is one of that this was one of my most anticipated games this year yeah absolutely i was super psyched for it It still feels like there's a bunch of cool gameplay ideas here i, I had fun with the movement it ruins it when i've hit a wall and i close right through it like numerous times right it just it's it's over aggro did you did you play penny spirit Gregway? I, I did. I, I, I had to stop at about level six um, be, because I, I don't like this game. <laughs> <laughs> well, they got oh, you $30, no. so. I, I do not like the movement. Uh, nothing goes at the right speed or at the right rhythm. These levels are designed to be skipped in a chain ability speed run kind of way. Mm. Like, oh, you made a 3D platformer. Does that mean I get to explore these cool environments with, neat, with my neat abilities? No, because you have an immortal, endlessly respawning swarm of enemies everywhere. Awesome. This is really fun. I enjoy this. Oh, my God. That keeps happening? I thought that, that would just be a little thing. That keeps happening. Man, this game is uh, possibly the most critically panned game on Big Think in a while. <laughs> I, I went to watch reviews for it, and I'm like, oh, man. Um... Everyone else thinks this is one of the highest achievement of mankind because that's how game reviews are whenever a game comes yeah, out. That's sure yeah, how, that's sure. I wonder I why like people Demon think Turf it's... also reviewed really high and then everybody on our, our show hated it. Like, like the movie. I was heartbroken. I feel like if you got good at this game, you would like it, which is what I think happened. Like the devs are good at it, so it feels really good. But instead of the game... Like you need to get good at this game for it to feel nice is is bad. That's the wrong way to do it. It needs to feel good, so I want to get better at it. Yeah, with the with the main mechanic of showing the the, the yo-yo out and pulling towards it, it felt like the dash version that only worked half the time. And I thought that that was on me, but now I'm like, wait, is is it just not working right? Is the game broken? I'm not sure. Yeah, no, it's it's like and that's that that's it i couldn't tell was like it was is this inconsistent or am i just not operating at a high enough level in level two <laughs> to make this movement system work correctly this is heartbreaking oh yeah when you get into the the things that launch you you get to like you can <laughs> there's aimer. like six of those which ones are you talking about uh, the, you hit a, a pole and you start swinging on the pole uh-huh and an aimer pops out Oh, yeah, and then you hit the button because that's the lock-on symbol, but then you get launched in a random-ass direction because it doesn't mean anything when you're on that pole. Yeah. It it seems like... For some reason, they make the, the throw button launch you in the general direction of that that thing, the aimer it shows you, but the aimer control, this feels terrible. 
and if you hit the jump button instead, you go in a completely random direction. All right. And then you're like your walk speed is slower than all those enemies, unless you're on the ride your yo-yo like a Segway mode, which uh, I guess somebody is able to steer it, but that somebody ain't me. Yeah, I was I was real mad by the time I stopped last night and then booted it up again today because there's no way. There's no way that game came out and I just fucking hated it, right? <laughs> You're like, I must have just had a bottle full of absinthe. There is some I was looking forward to coming problem. in today and hearing all of you played it and it's great and I'm just weird. <laughs> That's next week when I play it, obviously. That's, <laughs> That's in like, six months when the game is done and I play it uh, more. <laughs> this is... Chad, I'm not sure maybe some of you don't realize, I really love 3D platformers. It's one of mm -hmm. my favorite genres. Hearing this is so heartbreaking. Yeah, no, it, it sucks. This was one of my most looked forward to games for this year. And also, like like, like I said, these, these are courses and not levels. Like, you don't mm. get to control the camera. Yeah, at which can all. be frustrating at times. Yeah, the camera just follows you. And often, since I clipped through the grounds and walls <laughs> so much, it followed something. Not me. <laughs> Great. Yeah, you can't even pan the camera right and left because they want to have the right analog stick let you show the yo-yo in a different direction or spin it to spin we the yo-yo. And it's like... Which Why? is cool for doing like midair, like dodge in the other direction tricks and shit. But again, like this game seems to have been designed at a base level around a very high level of execution from the get-go, which is like, yeah, this level is going to be really fun once you do it 15 times. Yeah, I'm not going to do it the other 12 times in the middle then, my guy. Man, that sucks, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was really disappointing. Shit. God damn it. <laughs> Fuck. I'm like, well, is it better or worse than I like that I play it at all? Do I just not play it and maybe come back later and it's fixed? Or because then I'll just be thinking about it the whole time. But if I play it and then I firsthand experience this, I'm gonna be sad again. Yeah, I I just wait. Also, <sighs> I think that there's a mechanic. I'm not even sure. Okay. I think there's a mechanic where if you show your yo-yo on a ledge, mm -hmm. you can pull yourself up to the ledge. Yeah, that seems to happen. But it, not always. Almost never, actually. So when it does work, I'm like, now is that supposed to work or is that something else happening? And one time I... On, some, some of the walls have like a little awning, like a little uh, rivet in the middle of them. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'll jump up there. Got stuck in it. She started falling over backwards and then just started moving to the left to I'm the edge touching, of the wall. I'm not touching this yeah. game. Yeah. Like you're constantly running because you're not supposed to be standing on it. But every now and then, like, like you can't jump off it. It's coded did not let you jump. But sometimes you're moving and next to the wall and you wall jump off of it. Yeah, I'm not touching this. Yeah. I would. It ain't. Like there are. Ready like there are NPCs in the levels and sometimes they'll give you like little mini quests like oh I'm hungry find my five sandwiches and <laughs> the quest has a timer not kidding. <laughs> and it starts as soon as you get next to the NPC so the timer's running while you're reading what you want him to do because this game is designed to be played after you know what's in the level yeah yeah it's really baffling and then if you complete the quest 
it'll give you a little mark. Like it's it's like it's something you collect in a level. And if you die, you keep that mark, but for some reason he does the quest again. Like he'll still expect you to do it again. I don't know if that's huh. even supposed to happen. Because you already have the piece. You already have the mark. Yeah, I don't know why every every level is filled with NPCs that have the dialogue that's not voiced. It's just text bubbled above their head. And they're they're all filled with some. And, you know, I'd, I'd love to stop and read them for all the cute jokes they make, except there's an endlessly respawning horde of immortal enemies. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know why. <laughs> is there anything else you wanted to say? I just, this is such a sad, sad segment of the show for me because yeah, I was, yeah, this, this is, is so sad. This uh, is terrible. Allegedly, it learns at like 90 frames per second on PS5. Ooh. So that's cool. Yeah, it was pretty nice. <laughs> so unfortunately, Sony sent the high frame rate ambassador. They didn't send the <laughs> yeah. proper collision boxes ambassador. God, it was super great when you boot it up and see the level design. You're like, so you're saying these guys made a Sonic game, huh? Yeah. It's real nice looking. Yeah, no, the game looks great. Yeah, it does. Other than the character's awful design, but you can get used to it. What? You don't like Play School Bloodborne Man? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fine. And then, then it takes the hat off, and I'm like, no, put that back oh, on. Because mm, mm. <laughs> it's wearing like one of those um, uh, judge wigs. Oh. Yeah. 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 It's, it's awful. <laughs> so he's going to sentence Jackie Chan to go to prison or something? Yes. Oh, wow. Hey, Bob, did you play anything else? I did play a few other things. Okay, let's keep it going. Um, I played a little bit of that Final Fantasy VII demo update. Not much, but I figured I'd touch on it. I was like, you know what? I don't like the way this game plays at all. I'll try this classic mode, because I never tried that in the first game, because there's it's allegedly for you if you don't want to interact yeah, with it. Yeah, they say just... it's for people who like turn-based games. Yeah, it's a, that's, that's what how they it said described with the itself. first one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Even in the menus in this. Yeah. I was like, sure, I'll try this out. Maybe that'll make it more fun. No. Uh, yeah, the, the, the brain, the, the, the AI is completely brain dead. Like, mm -hmm. he will just stand there, block until the enemy's about to hit him, so then he tries to attack and gets hit. <laughs> and is this Final Fantasy thirteen? It's worse. Oh, my God. Uh, you, you typically won't even attack. He'll typically just not do damage at all. Okay. So you just stay, stand there staring at the enemy as you both just look at each other. I'm like, you're bad at defending yourself. You don't use any of the mechanics of the game. Why did you make this? Why did you even advertise this? Uh, it's completely unusable. Like, you will just get killed. <laughs> like, if you're on normal difficulty, I, they will kill you. I, I bet they even will on easy. <laughs> I think it's really funny that they brought this over from Remake, because I don't know anyone who loved this. Right. Like, I thought, most people just seem disappointed or... Like, I forgot it even exists. Right. Yeah, I remember this being a thing. Like, when I uh, tweeted about this, people were like, yeah, that's how it was in the first game, too. And it's like, yeah, if you're going to bring it over, fix it up at all. Like, yeah, I don't, don't know. Maybe they have some back end metrics where a lot of people used and stuck with that mode. Maybe. Because you, know, you can leave it everyone... on and just hit the attack buttons. So that wouldn't really tell you anything. Because if you beat the game, you almost certainly had to hit those attack buttons mm. and the dodge buttons because mm. the AI doesn't do any of it. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anyone who played that way the first time. Mm -hmm. Well, like, through. Yeah. 
I know people, plenty of people who tried it and went, yo, what is this? And how do you think this helps my problem? Yeah. Um, uh, this is a pretty large chunk of area, but not as large as you might think. It doesn't feel like, oh, this is an open world game. It feels like, okay, this is a really big map. Mm -hmm. um, there's also a specially marked wall for where a chocobo can climb. And I was like, oh, that means... Oh, even yeah. the fire level chocobos are going to be very limited in what they can do. Mm. Uh, this is a squeeze through chocobo. <laughs> Hear me out. <laughs> was that special wall covered in yellow paint? Uh, it had yellow uh, chocobo tracks up the wall. Yes. Maybe, maybe that's for normal chocobo to climb it, but the black one can just go up it. I, I have a normal chocobo. I can't climb it. Well, you start to do as a brown chocobo or something. And he can't climb it. Oh. Squeeze a bow. <laughs> Thank you, Chad. <laughs> um, the Chocobo has a like uh, Chocobo searching for treasure mini game, like in Final Fantasy IX. Oh, cool! But it's weird because they simplified it so much that it almost isn't a game anymore. Okay. Because it's just okay. You get near the treasure. The, uh -huh. A little a question mark appears above your Chocobo's head, and then it goes quark. Uh huh. And then you hit the up button, and it sniffs for it, and then it just points you to the treasure directly and marks it. <laughs> so then you go over and peck it out okay I'm like this is kind of neat this is kind of like uh, the fun of a metal detector right this but is kind of that it's kind of that but yeah. it's not quite enough to be actually interesting <laughs> it's like half of a gamified moment um yeah moving around on the on the chocobo still feels kind of like moving around on foot as a person where it's right yeah you, know, you get stuck on all geometry everywhere the chocobo can't jump you don't have any like Thing that helps you more easily move around the environment and in fact mm -hmm. there's a squeeze shrew that I, I walked up to as a chocobo chocobo disappeared i was just cloud squeezing through it <laughs> i was like what you didn't see it it squeezed through really fast <laughs> well he was on the other side so i exactly. guess exactly that's the legendary squeezaboo <laughs> um Chadley has made an AI what? waifu version of it of himself. So that's a thing you have to deal with. Does it does it have VTuber vibes? It does. Chadley became a VTuber. But it's allegedly is AI and not him. Okay. I'm sure he's not just gonna come out in the next game or anything. Is this his VTuber premiere? <laughs> Who's his agency? Does he, is he a VTuber talent for Shinra? <laughs> probably. That God probably damn it. I thing. knew it. I knew that Chadley was up to no good. Um, yeah, not, not really much else to say about it other than, oh man. Visually, like the TAA and stuff makes everything <laughs> look like mush. Yeah, I was, uh, I forget who it was I saw on Twitter. I don't think it was Chris, but maybe it was Chris, where it was like, man, this looks better than the demo. Or talking about 7 Remake Integrate. The PS5 version uh -huh. looks better than the demo for Rebirth. I can't remember who said that on Twitter, and I was like, yeah, it probably looks a lot sharper and runs better. Yeah, like there's a ladder in the game, and just if you move the camera around the ladder, you just see the ghost ladder. Because the temporal AA, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just... God, That's what, everything. This, why? Just, what are you getting from this? Like, did you make it that much shinier and more detailed in other ways that you that, that didn't get obliterated by this? There's no fucking benefit. 
yeah, we are at a horrible moment in technology where all these people making games are like, it's so expensive to make games. And I'm like, I can't see any of the details you put in because of these right? things it's you've like, done. Maybe just don't make it that detail. Maybe don't have that many different effects going. Like, it's not helping anybody. <sighs> yeah, it's, it's frustration that just is lingering with this gen. Yeah, yeah. It'll... it'll at least on the temporal AA front, it will probably be much improved by the Pro, and if not that, the next gen. Right. It was pretty funny. I, I saw a tweet today where uh, Alex Battaglia was like, I, I, I genuinely was shocked he said this because this is how I felt the whole time, but I don't expect Alex Battaglia, somebody who's very pro-temporal AA, to say, I think checkerboard rendering is better than FSR 2. You know, that thing that was invented with a PS4 Pro. Yeah. And it obviously is so. Right. There was no PS4 Pro game that looked as bad as these. Yeah. Yeah, it's so unfortunate. It's like the artist works so hard to put all these details in, and you, under normal circumstances, you can't see it. Right. Uh, I always put it as, like, the engineers are kind of ruining the full art pipeline nowadays because these solutions are just ruining it in ways that they don't notice when it's in this weird, bizarre test case scenario where the camera's not moving and it's in a sealed environment. And right, and the still frame doesn't capture it at all. Like, you can turn on the like the high value mode in this, too. Yeah. It looks just as bad. Like, right. if you move that camera, everything turns to mush. Right. The ladder still does the ghost ladders. Like Right, because it has even fewer frames to work with to help mitigate mm -hmm. imaging problems like that, yeah. Don't worry, there's all kinds of other bullshit that now relies on a fucking temporal AA to work at all. Like, uh, we, uh, transparencies are hard, so we'll use dithering, and temporal AA will turn that into a transparency. Yep. That would look no, great, right? Yeah. I, I really, what was it, a graphics engineer I followed on Twitter retweeted like a year and a half ago. It's like, all of our effects are stochastic. Are you sure we should turn off DAA? Yes. And then the next image in the joke is just checkerboard people with checkerboard smoke. <laughs> Man, it's sure great we've gotten ourselves into this horrible position. I love turning a game from from performance to quality and seeing no difference at all. You know, other than the frame rate. Right, other than the frame rate. Uh, yeah. I'm sure if I went, I'm sure if I looked at a zoomed in side by side comparison, I'd right. be able to tell. Yeah, or if but, you just don't move, like just play a game and don't move. That's what you do all the time, right? Uh huh. I only want to see details in a game when I'm perfectly still. Uh, yeah, this is why I keep saying, like, a lot of people are like, well, I don't, I don't, why would I care about a PS5? Like, all of these games are on the PS4. And I'm like, no, those are the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to play those and they load instantly and they run perfect now. Yeah. That's it, all it I sure want. Seems it sure seems like that's going to be, at the end of the day, the legacy of ninth gen. It's like eighth gen games on ninth gen, 10 out of 10. Ninth game gen games on ninth gen. <laughs> Two out of ten. Uh, I'm I'm gonna wait till it's thirty dollars. Yeah, because like, what's our batting average for next gen exclusives so far this year? Skull and Bones, Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad. At okay, least seven rebirths will be drastically better than those. Because good lord, God. Yeah, it'll just it'll just have the same visual problems. It's fucking everything. God, I hate it. Uh, yeah. I hate it. I'm yeah. gonna go to Tim Sweeney. I'm mm, <laughs> not happy with you, buddy. <laughs> We're putting you in timeout. Uh, but for my last game, I saved the best. Oh, 
Unicorn Overlord. Oh, shit. They put the demo out on Switch they sure yesterday. Did. Today, after like at 9 p.m. or something, they're releasing it on everything else. Oh, cool. Can't wait. Yeah. Oh, man. I was worried about this game. Yeah. Because Tactics Ogre, not, not, sorry. Ogre Battle. Ogre Battle, not great. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say that's a RPG I want to play ever. Mm hmm. Uh, oh, this is really good. Yeah, one of those trailers they released along the way, like in the last couple weeks, that's when I was like, oh shit, this is going to be great. Yeah, no, this is uh, this is pretty incredible. It's like, what if we made those battles make sense? Everything moves way faster and you have all these different options to make the, where we explain what's happening to you. <laughs> Unlike those Ogre Battle sound like great things. <laughs> yeah, uh, those sound good. Um, I think the only thing I don't like about it is I don't like the new uh, the the character designer and artist they got for this one. Who is, mm. It's apparently someone who's worked at the company forever since like 2009. Huh. Uh, he's the director of this game, uh, Takafumi Noma. Mm. Um, but I do not like his art style compared to anything else from Delaware. <laughs> I think it really works for the genre they're in because it does look like Vanillaware's take on a Fire Emblem or something like that almost. A little bit? Like a standard old school fire emblem not like you know it doesn't look like toothpaste main character no it doesn't look like that last year's fire emblem but yeah, that's th the vibes i got from a lot of things but but yeah it, it just looks way more plain than like a dragon's, dragon's crown or something right it doesn't have like hyper exaggerated body types you know it's, no not it's really. very normal it's very normal mm. um yeah it's playing as straightforward for sure mm-hmm uh, this game has apparently been worked on for 10 years. Like, they started this right after Dragon's Crown. <laughs> and just working with other, oh. on other things the whole time, too, obviously. Like, this, the director of this game's credit as programmer on basically every other game that they've released since. Jeez. Um, but yeah, you, you play as, like... It's a really, really generic story of... Okay... A kingdom's being overrun by an evil dude. He's like a usurper. He kills the, or he's going to kill the queen, and you play as the prince who's uh, 10 years later, after escaping, is now starting a rebellion. Okay, cool. The queen gave you a, a sacred ring before she went to fight the bad guys. Mm -hmm. You find out the sacred ring undoes the spell that turns these guys evil. So it's like, why didn't you bring why that? Didn't you, why didn't you take that? Why, you didn't, you, why that. didn't you escape instead of the kid and actually start this revolution 10 years ago? Because <laughs> she needed to die tragically. Yeah. She's your mom. I guess. That's just the fate. But that's... the final boss of the game is going to be evil your mom. Then <laughs> chat will destroy that sound redemption. He probably will. <laughs> <laughs> I know what sound I'm cutting into the intro for our spoiler cast. <laughs> Um, but the way that works is the, the battles play out in this, like, you have a, a real-time map where you just send your guys to actually move around. Yeah, and they're moving down the routes through the countryside and stuff, yeah. Yeah. And when you encounter an enemy, it just uh, goes into a battle phase, and all the battle is done automatically based on the stats you've set up with the characters. Yeah. So each character has their own action points and passive points. Action points are what they do attacks. And passive points are what them do, like healing moves and blocking and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And once those points are drained, then the, the battle ends. So if you do, say, uh, do one attack for each character in a group, because each unit can have two characters or more mm -hmm. if you upgrade it, um, then say the battle would end even if the other en enemy didn't die. Like 
okay, right. we did yeah. 30 damage, and depending on who's the victor, like, who did more damage overall, that unit will be knocked back okay. and be put in timeout for, a few, uh, like, a few seconds. If you go attack them again while they're in timeout, you get, like, a first-strike initiative. So you're encouraged to keep doing that and just pummel them. Okay. Uh, but it seems like there's a ton of different ways to customize, like, your characters. They're all... You set them up in this, uh, like, two-by-three grid. And depending on how you lay out your troops, there'll be different advantages. Like, okay, if a spearman hits you, then he will hit two rows of that. So you don't want to have guys that are, like, set back-to-back. You want to, like, stagger them so the spear guy can't do that. Right. Or if you put some dude in the front row, like, you can put a thief in the front row, and he's really good at dodging. So then you have a horse behind him, and somehow he take, the, the thief will be just out there in front of the, the, the horse dodging any attack, so nothing can hit it. It hit the unit at all. Right. Which is... A really interesting setup for that. So really, this is like they combined Ogre Battle and Mega Man Battle Network because the grid's important, positioning's important, and different moves from different unit types hit different amounts of squares. Mm-hmm. But you don't get to do anything in real time with that. It's all just right. stuff you set up Yeah, beforehand. it's all constructed. It, 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 the important thing, though, is that the Mega Man Battle Network people should buy Unicorn over. Absolutely. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah, and nice. then then between battles you get to go you get to go around the gigantic map that was for the battle, mm-hmm. and there are like shops you can repair towns to get more options in the towns like more better shops, and forts that let you upgrade your units so you can have more characters in a unit, or have uh, valor points which I didn't get to mess with. They they're something where you get to do like a special move based on each main uh, character. There's. There's just a ton of stuff in this game. It seems really good. I yeah. had to make myself stop. Yeah, that's because I doubt the save file carries over. To the save file does carry over, but I played the Switch version. <sighs> yeah, that's why I didn't play the Switch version. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to just boot that up tonight or something and start again, which I'm sure I'll blow through the beginning of it really quick. Bob, what do you mean you're going to play it tonight? We got to watch Blue Velvet and Morbius. Oh, no. What a, what a pack. <laughs> what a pack. Uh, it also has Fire Emblem-style support conversations, so that's there for any of the Fire Emblem people. I gotta say, Bob, uh, real quick. Mm-hmm. It was a real moment where I'm like, oh, wait, oh, no, I watched something uh, Jay Bauman from Red Letter Media loves. Oh, no, I now have a frame of reference for these opinions he's expressing. <laughs> ah! <laughs> that's not something I ever had before or ever wanted. <laughs> oh, does Jay Bauman like Blue Velvet? He loves David Lynch. That makes sense. So you can imagine he had opinions of the return mm-hmm. and, and various other things. And I maybe watched all of those videos and I'm like, I get it. Okay. Uh, this, this runs well on the Switch. Like it ran perfectly fine. Nice. It's always Good. nice to see. Oh, yeah. It also looks great. I mean, I, I complain I about the main characters, art style, the characters are style, but oh man, this game looks incredible. Oh, yeah. Like all the little moving pieces, they, they it is still Venomware firing on all cylinders. Yeah. Um, there's the early contender in here for Jobber of the Year already. He's your like your best friend character, and he's Renji coded like hardcore. Oh no! He, oh no! He's got red hair. <laughs> he gets no. old off screen once in chapter one, and then he immediately is like, "I'm sorry, I let you down. Let me go scout ahead," and runs directly into the enemy. And then it's your tutorial on how to heal someone. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to root for this guy forever. <laughs> 
Oh my god. That's dire. Yeah, no, it's rough. They're like, okay, well, now that you did that tutorial, it's time for the burial tutorial. <laughs> you just have to bury this guy because he's fucking dead. <laughs> it's rough. Like, I, I don't think it's ever been this bad this fast. Man, uh, Unicorn Overlord, that comes out Mar March? March 8th. It's really oh close. Oh my god, no! Yeah, and I'm all right. This is, That's this only is, two weeks! This is absolutely a top 10 game. Like, of this, course, this, this it's a, a fucking Vanillaware game. It's like, oh man, I was worried, but this is like a 10 out of 10. Ah. Uh, it's two weeks. <laughs> Fuck me, dude. Like, honestly, so, my Sony biggest concern about... Sony and Nintendo about... and everyone gave up, but there's 18 giant JRPGs. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be a good year. My biggest concern about <laughs> Unicorn Overlord for a while now uh, has been that I'm gonna get about, like, 30 hours into it, and Juro Izumi's gonna show up, like, walking through a time portal. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really fucking good. The ending song fucking all fucking crazy. Yeah, no, that's that's oh two weeks. Yeah. Okay, guys, we gotta stream fifty hours of like a dragon a week. <laughs> I gotta beat it before the game comes out. Oh no, I'm gonna die. <laughs> oh yeah, and then other really nice just things that make it e easier to play. Mm. If you have two units, go up to one unit. Like, they're close enough to each other. Yeah. You get to select whichever unit you want to fight that other unit. Oh, okay, cool. Like, oh, thank you. Anything yeah. else would be deranged. No, no, this unit was slightly faster. It gets to die. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the game will auto-pause whenever a battle ends, or you set up a new... Or, like, if you hit the A button, you can just start setting stuff up, and you, so you don't need to worry about your troop just running off to kill themselves immediately. There's a fast forward button. Oh, good. Because they know. They know. They know yeah. it's Ogre Battle. Even yeah. It was all the enhancements they made. You need a fast forward button. It's true. Yeah. You can even skip viewing the battle, which it tells you, don't do this because you won't know why you died. <laughs> <laughs> I love that it tells you that. Dude, unless you've beaten this game, you probably don't have a good frame of reference for all the shit that could go wrong. Yeah, because there are so many intricacies to what you can set up with your, your team. It's crazy. My brain's like, this dude who's just been hidden in the heart of Vanillaware this whole time is secretly the person who designed Tetra Master. <laughs> just, just people like, I'm building this game, this rule set for this perfect video game. <laughs> You'll all see someday. It just took 10 years. Yeah, that's all. That's all. It's, God. How much time they must spend with all of these sprites? Mm -hmm. There's so many different ones. They all look different from the world map than they do, or to match right. their appearance in the in the battle map. Mm -hmm. It's just so much little detail that you don't get in basically any other game. Uh, but that's all I have to say. It's uh, pro probably game of the so, year. Right so, there. <laughs> so how is it? It's really good. <laughs> uh, I say that, but we have stuff in news where it's like. Oh, SMT5 is coming out again. I know. I'm so happy I didn't beat the original version because now I get to do it at 60. I was I was going to say this earlier when Chris said the thing about 18 different JRPGs. And I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, one of them's finally done. It's super Chad-like now. 60 frames per second. Yeah. <laughs> the 
fucking year, I swear to God. <laughs> JRPGs are back with a vengeance? Yup. Yeah. It doesn't even count all the fucking Trails of Cold Steel I'm playing this year. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, you gotta hurry up and beat that whole series uh, until so you can play a Trails into Dawnbreak that comes out in June, I think. Right, like that's this year too. You, there's no, there's no end. And East, and East. Yes, East, East is 10. also at the end of this year. <laughs> this is gonna be your JRPGs are lighting up game of the year list, and then Call of Duty just doesn't even ship. <laughs> that seems. It's, it's we're, possible. Yeah, we're coming up on the it. That has of, to happen. The Call of Duty, the Call of Duty, like the the unsustainability plus, uh, plus, like going through the restructuring under Microsoft, throwing a further wrench in it. Yeah. If they were ever gonna miss a year, it's this year. Right. Man, everything's so crazy. Hey, uh, oh yeah, an East Ten subtitle goes here. Nordics. Nordics. More dicks. Yeah. Nor dick. More dicks. Honest, like, <laughs> I feel like Call of Duty's in a really bad place because they can't. They already had multiplayer carry over one year. Right. So if they try to do, if they try to do the, like, well, we won't have a campaign. It's like, why are you shipping a game? They're just like, oh my god, it's Adol Christian. And he's like, Adol Christian. <laughs> We're going to get to that game eventually. Yeah, one of these these games will just be that. It'll just be the Dougie Jones situation. <laughs> Heck, nine was almost that. That's funny as shit. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, no, there's there's got to be a breaking point with Call of Duty. There's got to be. Is it this year? I don't know. Could be. Could also not be. <laughs> Chat with. Oh my god, nine was Dougie. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. <laughs> Yeah, the word think about it, like oh no <laughs> that's anyway uh hey so about Agro, everything we... is actually twin peaks literally everything it's true it's... <laughs> they're either twin peaks before or twin peaks as it was a six years ago <laughs> hey hey, hey Agro, what, what are you uh well i mean i i I read Nine Princes in Amber last week, so I'm experiencing that exact same, oh my god, everything is just this. <laughs> <laughs> We're all going through it. Uh, no, apart from Penny's Big Breakout, I rolled credits on um, Relink. Cool. Uh, which, that's a hell of a video game. <laughs> then, then I get into the uh, the, the post-credit stuff, and it's like, you, you, you must play this part as Gran. And I'm like, I don't. I don't think you understand how long ago I abandoned this character. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's a little rough. Please don't make me fight this guy as Cran. I'm going to get my ass whooped. <laughs> you made me play the last mission as him. I know what he's like. <laughs> I, I, see, I, I thought that was coming, so I just played as Gran my entire story. Wow. I mean, I, I touched other characters, but for like in, in the in the missions, but most right. of the main story, I just used Gran. I, I, I knew it would be the smart thing to do, but EO was right there. Right? I just and, left... and then I got onto Rackham and my brain was filled with a sickness. <laughs> yeah, I, I just left him on my party and leveled him up, but I never played yeah. him again after those first few missions. And he's fun. Like, I don't even. Yeah, no, he's not like a bad him. character. They just have so many great characters to right? play as with so mm -hmm. many interesting mechanics. And one of them's Charlotta, so you know. 
You gotta. <laughs> you see, Charlotta? You gotta. Hmm. Do not misinterpret. <laughs> I know there's one character I want to go in for. I do not remember his name because I didn't know shit about Grand Blue before this game. He's got a big axe, and from what I hear, he plays kind of like a switch axe in Monster Hunter, where you build the axe meter. Yeah, I think oh, that's yeah. Vane. Yeah, yeah Vane. I, I remember getting him, but not, not really playing much as him, because I was just like, well, I, I want to see how he plays, and then I'm like, I'm not stopping playing Narmaya. That's not happening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Vane's pretty cool. I like Vane. You, yeah. you got to hit the uh, he's real gay button several times. Because <laughs> yes. when you do any, any of his uh, back, like I'm explaining the backstory, that's all it is. <laughs> I mean, the trailer they released for it had him literally barking at the other main, or one of the other dudes. It's like, oh, uh, he calls him a puppy, and then he's, Vane just goes, woof, woof. Yeah, that's, his, that's, his, that's his bro. <laughs> Big all right. gay tank, all day, all the way. <laughs> uh, well, did you have anything else you want to say about Grand Blue? Uh, no, not that we haven't gone over. Hey, Chris, what you been playing? Uh, I played, played Darksiders 2. That's you a game that doesn't have a story. You've said that in the same cadence as he's real gay. Uh, <laughs> it killed me. Meanwhile, I was like, he just sounds just as confused as anyone hearing him say that sentence will be. <laughs> what do you mean it's got no story? Okay, so at the start of the game, it's like, okay, this is, um, so at the start of Darksiders 1, the apocalypse happens, but too early. Okay. Yeah. And then and then the character you're playing as War gets killed and is dead for a hundred years before the 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 elder gods from Mortal Kombat <laughs> spit him out and tell him to go figure out why the apocalypse happened too early. So Darksiders 2 takes place entirely within that 100 years. So it is a prequel, basically, oh. to the actual events of Darksiders. Oh. So it's basically Death, one of the other writers went to revive wants to revive humanity so war will be let out of death prison and that and, and there's like there's no intrigue there's not a mystery it's <laughs> death has to get here to fix to bring back humanity so he will the whole story is about him getting to that uh the voice actor for death is michael prescott he was the villain of the crow uh, and he is also the prophet of truth in Halo 2, but not 3. He sure brings a lot of life to a character that basically has nothing. Yeah, I remember the Dark Souls series was good about that. Is that exact right. thing. Like, they got the voice actor that could really deliver. Mm -hmm. So every time he talks, it's a delight. Uh, this game also has Diablo loot. Good, and positive, a complimentary, or derogatory? Uh, it's it's neutral. Near the end of the game, I uh, got my crit rate up to forty five percent and got my crit damage to four and a half times a normal hit <laughs> damage. Nice. And things just couldn't deal with that. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> it's like uh, we didn't expect you to be dealing like three and a half times as much damage as you should be dealing at this point in the game. Yeah, that's uh, actually the sick thing about Siegfried is one of his weapons massively ups his crit rate. So my crit rate is hovering near 90 or some shit. Yeah, I did that, that build for Narmaya too. and that's, That feels so good. It does. That feels so good. Uh, this game would be better if they cut three hours out in the middle. 
So it's a seventh gen video game, <laughs> right? One of those. Except, it, well, well, it's fifteen game. hours long instead of six. Yeah, why are it feels like that's that is that the dark siders curse that it's like Darks, it's too, too long. long yeah dark siders one just had one really bad dungeon that was glacially paced and had <laughs> the one that bob quit on i'm guessing <laughs> the one that bob quit on right before the end of the game maybe yeah yeah <laughs> uh what's funny is they do give you that exact same <sighs> portal gun in this game but it's used much more interestingly and briefly. Huh. So, and so it isn't nearly as annoying. But you have the first chunk of the game where you're in kind of like World of Warcraft ass. It's like forest and ruins area. And that's fine. That's all fine. Then you go to the land of the dead. Which is fitting because it's where the pacing dies. There's... I think like eight or nine times in this game, somebody goes, you need three plot coupons to progress. <laughs> and one of those times, one of the guys who has one of the three plot coupons says, I'll give you this three, this plot coupon. If you go get me these three specific plot coupons, I want. Are, I, I need to know, are they at least three different things or do they all no, want it's the usually same three, three things? Of the same thing. Usually it's three of the same thing. Well, I mean, he wants different things from what I'm collecting, but whenever you have to collect three things, it's three of the same thing. That's insane. It's That'd like, be like the sort of Ocarina of Time's like, I need three jewels. I, they're all the, the same jewel. Just the same one. Give me three of that one. It's like, it's like you do a big area and it's like, okay, you need to find the three hearts for this big construct so it can come to life. Then it's like, well, I'll... Uh, I'll help you with your problem if you go if you go collect my three subordinates who are fucking off and not listening to me. And then one of those guys is like, I'll only come with you if you go collect these three souls for me. God. And when you do collect all three subordinates, the guy's like, thanks, I just wanted them here to kill them. And then kills them immediately in front of you to really hammer home that you did not achieve nothing. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, this game does have a deeply horrible power-up, just like the portal gun. Ooh. Uh, it is called Soul Splinter. Nice. And what it does is death turns into a Grim Reaper statue, an immobile Grim Reaper statue, and spawns light death and shadow death. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. who, you, who you can swap between by holding the circle button. What? So they basically use it to do like a bunch of order of operations puzzles. Oh, where it's like, come on! Like here's a here's a bunch of switches and pressure plates. Figure out the order in which you need to do it and where you need to place each object to open to successfully progress. Every time I had to use it, it was miserable. This sounds like a half baked version of those Ratchet and Clank things where you play as Clank. Yes, yes, it is very much that. Great. Like, there's not the recording element. You can freely swatch, but swap between them. Mm. But it's but you you will if you mess up. You usually just have to like re, you just have to tap the button. Okay, have death split turn back to normal. Start over. And sometimes it's sometimes you'll do the entire puzzle correctly and not realize that you needed to place the death statue somewhere specifically. Like you do all this stuff to open a floor plate so the death statue will fall through it. Sounds great. Uh, yeah. 
Like there's it, n nothing happens in the game. Like there isn't a story. It's like death needs to do this thing. And at the end of the game, he does it. You know, I played the, the first like four or five hours of this back when it came out. Uh huh. And I figured that something would happen eventually, but I guess I was completely wrong. Yeah. Nothing ever. Nothing happens. Nothing ever happens. You've been sitting Crazy. there going, man, I wonder what happens in that game. And it turns out nothing. Death did the thing he said he would do. He surfed. <laughs> surf Dracula. He <laughs> sure did surf. I think death is a lot cooler than war. Yeah, that's the reason I like, wanted he, to play that one. It, it's because he has like cool. a, he, his super form is a big like ghost. He's like he turns into like Castlevania death. Oh. Um, and he has like a ghost stand that is the Grim Reaper. So you get a lot. So his his like Kratos killing the boss animations are a lot cooler. But yeah, it's like, man. What a slog. <laughs> so all that's left is Darksiders 3, which is also a prequel to Darksiders 1. I, it also takes place in that 100-year gap. Really? Yeah, because the end of Darksiders 1 is literally the the big end war starting, and death goes, no, all, all, the, all the writers will team up. That with that game that may never be made because Embracer owns the IP now. Yep. Uh, and and Darksiders Three is Dark Souls. Like it has Dark Souls potions and. Uh, but they did patch in a classic mode, which means uh you can jump out of your attacks now or roll out of your attacks now. It's no longer Dark Souls where your animation locked. Oh. Yeah, what a weird idea that they would change it to that. That they thought that that was core to the Dark si Dark Souls experience and they needed to capture that in the Darksiders game. That's just such a weird idea. Well, at least it worked out for them sales-wise, right? I don't know. Maybe. I'm pretty sure they were pretty transparent on Darksiders 3 not selling anywhere near expectations. Which bummed me out, but then I also played the game, so I understood. Right. Yeah. It did feel like a betrayal of the fan base. Yeah, that game. That game's just weird. Yeah. I don't know. It's just weird. I'm excited for Chris to play it and tell us what he thinks. Right. If it has fewer puzzles, I'll probably like it more because I'm sorry, Joe Mad. You can't cook Zelda puzzles for shit. It is not easy to design a good Zelda puzzle. It, it really isn't. isn't. And they're bad at it. Right. Yup. Like, there have been Zelda games with bad Zelda puzzles. You aren't false. <laughs> you aren't going to nail it. <laughs> uh, something in Darksiders 2 that is pretty fun, though, is the Prince of Persia-style climbing. Mm, yeah, that sounds cool. Hey, have you, do you know what's wild? Prince of Persia The Sands of Time is one of the most influential games of all time, up there with Resident Evil 4 in terms of everybody just fucking stole this. Ubisoft can't make a remake of it. Yeah, isn't that weird? Isn't it weird how little they've capitalized on doing, having done that? Meanwhile, we have how many ports of Resident Evil 4 and now a full AAA remake? Right? Yeah, they could even have just been porting it. Yeah. That game holds up. Yeah, you do both. Yeah. What are you doing? I think they ported it once and it was to uh, 7th Gen consoles. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Probably only Xbox Live Arcade or something. Uh, It's on both. Okay. It came on a disc even. Oh, wow. I, and I know. That was surprisingly self-aware of them 
I don't even think it's, it's not even Xbox back compat. I don't think. No, I don't think it is. I had to look at this stuff because Prince of Persia month, I think was on one of our lists or we just considered it for one of our lists. Still be really fun. Oh yeah. No, that would rule. Yeah. I want to hear more about the Dahaka. Yeah. Yeah. We would stand alone <laughs> inside. I, man, whenever whenever we talk about the Dahaka and, and, and uh, Prince of Persia, the warrior within, I just think of the Penny, Ar Penny Arcade comic of him just standing there with his new design saying, I smolder with generic fury. Yeah. God damn it. In my head, the, those Prince of Persia sequels uh -huh. uh, and the Legacy of Cain Deception are the same Defiance? exact game. Defiance. Yeah, the, the, the final those Legacy are all of Cain. The oh my all God. the same exact game. <laughs> It is really funny that like, well, here's 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 Prince of Persia Sands of Time. It has combat, but it's not a big part of it. Like the the, the difficult it's really mostly about the platforming. Then the sequel is like, he has twin blades and a grizzled beard, and we're playing Godsmack now. Yeah, uh I feel like you should be able to guess guess this based on my disinterested Jack too. I did not play any of the Prince of Persia's past Sands of Time. <laughs> yeah, I was also very upset. <laughs> just the, like, the, they you didn't did get the, it. Oh, it's you... so edgy. And I'm like, no, I... If you made a new thing that was edgy, I would be like, okay, cool. I, but mm -hmm. It just sucks whenever you what, do that. I really don't get what, like, um... Prompted that in everybody. That Was it really just There's, GTA? Uh, there was just, I mean, there was that, and also that was the era, right? The early to mid-aughts was mm -hmm. definitely an era of, like, edge. Video games were becoming more mature, is what I they said while they kept making video games like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was like making, uh, making incredibly immature games and say that. Okay. <laughs> so, so this week there was a Dead Island sale on Steam. Oh, no. Why? Dead Island Riptide was free. I, I collected that but i also bought dead island one for a dollar Ooh, wow or maybe the whole $2. franchise good stuff no so i played like four <laughs> hours of dead island one <laughs> okay that how was game, dead island one uh you can you, you need to apologize to dead island two. Oh, dead island two has mechanics there are things you do, like you have to find the batteries and put them in things so doors open. None of that shit's in Dead Island 1. Well, that makes it sounds like a better game, because every time I watched us do that, it sucked. Because <laughs> uh, everything Dead was Island too dark. One is, Dead Island 1 is, what if you met, we made a game that was just Fallout 3's melee combat and it had nothing else in it? That's pretty rough. It is pretty interesting. Uh, I, Redfall was seemingly trying to copy Dead Island 1. Because they both even kind of start the same where you clear out like a like a police, like a rescue station to be your... that, And that's now your base. Hmm. Uh, by the way, you can drive cars in Dead Island. It's true. Yeah. You can't drive cars in Redfall. No. Nope. But... Driving cars in Dead Island is what Atomic Heart made me think of when it had me drive cars in that yes, very yes, linear. Yes, yes, they do. Yeah, you Dead, get it now. Dead he Island, gets it now. Dead Island 2 didn't have driving cars, did it? Maybe you never tried? You didn't do a whole lot of side quests. Uh, I I played that game after the stream uh, for yeah. hours. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think there were vehicles. 
I don't think there were. Yeah, there are vehicles on the side of the road, but you can't open any of them or get in. What the hell? Yeah, it's only very specific vehicles you can drive. So maybe you just never stumbled on one. Like I found one. Oh yeah, aggro, aggro, hey, aggro. Uh huh. I just want to. If you could look at the the stream, I'm just. I just want you to tell me how this image makes you wow, feel. Wow, Dan, what 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 did you did you use a Bing create to AI generate that? <laughs> <laughs> make me promotional material for a game that doesn't exist <laughs> i don't know what this 4 480 image is supposed to communicate to me but well <laughs> i got an image sent to my psp okay <laughs> oh man i should buy a month of game pass so i can play dead island 2 <laughs> sure yeah you know what uh i'll I also played, I also started my Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade playthrough in preparation oh, cool. for Rebirth. Man, oh. that game's really nice in a really high resolution at 60 frames a second without Temporal AA smashing it into mush. Yeah. 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 I no. can't wait for direct comparisons to kind of make Rebirth maybe look uh, lame on that front. I do wonder. I wonder if you're looking at the same thing from both games, how it holds up. Like, you know, you look at Aerith in both or something. Oh, okay. I was yeah. like, you probably won't have any of the same locations, but no. I feel like the models and the models will probably look better in Rebirth, but like the overall think, experience, yeah. it'll look mushy and soft because of the temporal AA. I think Rebirth is definitely going to be better than Remake because they're not you're, you're they're not expanding four hours into thirty. Mm -hmm. Because even, like, I completely forgot, like, hour, hour to 90 minute long chunks of this game. Because they were just, well, we need, we need more thing, and we need oh, yeah. more stuff in here. Yeah, yeah. if you, if you go back and listen to the SpoilerCaster review on it, I was cracking up over how much it was like, well, what if you were in the sewer for an hour and a half? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, what, what, what if, you know, when you get off the train and it's like one, like two screens to the Mako reactor, what if it was three right. and a half hours of dungeon, Right, what if it was dungeon? two and a half hours and it was like, swings, there go, Scoob! <laughs> uh, when, when, when Cloud is escaping from the first reactor in the very start of the game and he runs into troops and it jumps onto a train and that's like two seconds in one screen, what if that was like 30 to 40 minutes of game? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, it's that's, filled so with it won't that. Have that. It won't have that problem because at the very least with a world map, they can insert things more gracefully than, than you can in like a completely linear set PC section of a game. Yeah, they also, like, I was looking at IGN put up an article about all our people who work here put up their playtimes. Uh-huh. One of them was like, yeah, I, I just went straight through the story and it was 33 hours. I was like, oh, maybe there's some fat cut. <laughs> hmm. Uh, hmm. Roche is still really funny. Yeah, of course. When the Hilarious. first time he appears, he he kills one of the Shinra guys chasing you, seemingly for just to look cool. Kills one of his own guys, and then you read the data log. He's like, everybody fucking hates this motherfucker. Nobody, <laughs> nobody wants ever wants him around. <laughs> uh, a friend just gave me some basic bullet points on things to keep in mind while playing it this time, and I'm having a lot more fun than I did the first time. Uh, oh, where for... they're like, no, yeah, for the combat. Mm -hmm. Or it's like, no, you're 
your dodge is worthless. It has no iframes that you're not supposed to use it to dodge. Blocking is how you mitigate damage in this game. Hmm. Uh, and then they were like, here's like the three big ways you put enemies in a pressure state, which for some reason, even the assess materia is coy about. <laughs> when that should be the fucking right yeah that should just spell it out mm -hmm. i mean i had people say uh they should have just included the doom eternal tutorials in seven remake and i kind of agree that would like, be they just should, crazy like they just should have flat out told you how to play this game because i feel like the game isn't is too easy to be so cryptic because there was a lot of points in 7 Remake where I slogged through a fight, clearly not understanding what I should be doing, but it wasn't hard enough to kill me. Right. So instead, it just felt bad. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. It, whereas if it had been hard enough to kill me and forced me to learn the fight, I would have got the triumphant moment when I executed properly. And I think when people talk about difficulty in games, they kind of leave that sort of situation out where... It feels bad to be performing badly in a game and not know what you're missing, but the game keeps letting you progress anyway. You say that, but that's the number one thing you can do to raise your Metacritic score. Right. If you kill someone, you mm. will drive your Metacritic I score know, down. That, that drives me insane. Me too. Yep. I prefer there be a moment where I come to terms with what the game wants and then... <laughs> better myself in the way i'm playing it in order to more fully get the vision right but but as like blocking is your main method of uh avoiding damage dodging is really just to get out of aoe's that are happening because there's no iframes on it you can't dodge through things although apparently you can in seven rebirth in rebirth they really? added iframes to it that they also they also added a perfect guard oh that's cool but i th i think that was from the integrate dlc <sighs> Damn it, that means I'm definitely not playing in quality mode. In fact, the time of fucking perfect guard? Right. Jesus. Uh, you should be swapping characters constantly, like every second, because they build ATB a lot faster if you're controlling them. Mm -hmm. And enemies are programmed to prioritize the character The person you're, you're possessing, yes. Yeah. It's called the third birthday system. <laughs> they so, know who you are. And that made that made like the relatively tanky enemies that have the explosive tank on their back a lot easier to deal with. Well, it's like, well, I'll just get them to target me, then switch to the person directly behind them right. and pound their ass. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, so I'm having a lot more fun with the combat. I still really don't like. Shinra blowing up the first reactor for you. I'm not even opposed to the the story element of it. I think the cutscene where the guns pop out and shoot lasers through the Mako reactor to make it explode real big is really lame. And they probably should have just kept that hidden until the point where Shinra comes and mocks you personally through the hologram. Like I have more of a problem with the execution than the idea behind it. Right. started I, I, pouring you know, rain over here that's why you saw me and bob go huh? at the same time anyway continue. i kind of think Aerith is the Aerith from the first game because mm. because cloud doesn't see the ghosts until she touches him 
Yeah, I mean, we talked about this stuff when it came out, and, and also it's, it's probably like yeah, in, in the spoiler cast and, and game premonitions and stuff. Yeah, probably that, that was that was four years ago, so right, it's gone now. <laughs> it's all gone. It's okay. We also touched on it a bit. The premonitions for rebirth. So yeah, when when Claude gets pregnant, yeah, <laughs> you're all gonna be fucking sorry. You, you, made you know, if you're a patron, you need to listen to those extras because uh, you do. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm I'm starting to maybe be a little bit more committed to that idea that was in the extras. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's where we put the good stuff. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I don't know how they made Aerith so pretty. They must have sacrificed a real human being. The like there must be a stone in slab in the basement of, and, and Nomura had like the silver dagger and the copper bowl. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that's how all modern game development works nowadays, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Something about Unreal Engine. <laughs> it is funny because I'm sure that on PS4 it was just 1080p. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. lower sometimes. In 4K, you could really see this wasn't as expensive as Triple S on UK. Yeah. Like yeah, a lot yeah. of a lot of the parts that like a lot of the geometry is less detailed, like a lot of textures aren't hugely detailed, or they're or they're just flat textures. Because mm-hmm. you wouldn't notice that there's not detail in 1080p and you kind of can in 4K. And I'm like, yes, good. I think this game is the nicest any video game should ever look. No, I agree with that. Uh, the, the sincerely, my only real problems with Seven Remake ever visually was just the skyboxes. I thought everything else looked stellar, like kind of unreal at points. Like I, I was the, always baffled by the door, but yeah, the well, yeah, that's that's a that's a literal glitch. The right. skybox is supposed to look like that. <laughs> yeah, the door not loading is insane. Uh, but yeah, no, some of the machine designs and stuff in that are absolutely nuts. Mm-hmm. Like the Hell House. Yeah, and the machines shit all like look that. insane. Yeah, no. Yeah, I don't think there's any reasonable argument for video games to look better than that. No, I would love to know how much they did spend on it because I'm, I'm yeah, sure it's I still very high. I'm sure it's very expensive. Yeah, I'm sure it's not Last of Us Part Two expensive. Yeah, no, there's a there's very expensive and there's then and there's, there's Last Sony of Us Part Two money. money. I feel like I feel like when if we ever find out, we'll like our jaws will drop at how low it is. I'm sure it is near because they aren't. I feel like a hundred mil is the ceiling. Yeah, I I'm sure it's kissing a hundred mil. I'm sure it's eighty to because like they mil. don't have they. I'm sure they use some degree of facial capture, but it's not the degree that like a Sony game would because the, the the facial models aren't like people scanned, like you can tell. Right, but Sony games don't really do that. That's more of a Capcom thing. Like the Capcom games do the we scanned a I mean, real they model literally, and they, but they do really detailed facial. Mocap, motion yeah. capture. I mean, this which has, I, which I'm sure this game, this game has a lot of granularity of facial expressions that show, like, you know, I don't know, I don't, I don't know if it's the deal of like we had to completely change the way Peter Parker's face looked to make him more look more like Yuri Lowenthal, <laughs> so that way we can have a higher level of vitality in Spider-Man Two. I didn't notice, by the way. I'm like, this, this doesn't look significantly better than anything in Spider-Man One. Oh, yeah, it costs three s- times as much. Okay, that still doesn't make any fucking sense. But yeah, I'm glad I, uh, you made Peter Parker look weird. Yeah, I'm sure this game definitely is like kissing 100 mil, probably closer to 80. Um, just because, and like the stuff yeah, you're talking about, what I'd think, 
the stuff you're talking about to me always comes off as the smarter end of like budget and fidelity management where it's like, yeah, it's a fucking rail. <laughs> Why would we put that much fucking fidelity in a goddamn rail? Meanwhile, you see Sony games and they're like, <laughs> the chain link fence is a three dimensional mesh. <laughs> and I'm just like, holy <laughs> shit, guys. They made a lot of vocal songs for this game, which I think is funny. I actually stopped and listened to the entire uh, Stamp song. The little dog mascot. Remember, you know, it's been four years. Yeah. He's, a little, he's like a beagle with an army hat on, like an army helmet. Mm -hmm. There's like a three minute long song that you can buy in a, in a, in a vending machine. that's lyrical and it's like the theme song to his TV show. The biggest problem with Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is, I mean, remake, is it makes me want to play the original Final Fantasy VII because I'm like, oh, it's so cool and goes so quickly and has so many new ideas. It's one of the greatest games ever made. Fact. And while, Re and while Resident Evil 4 is also one of the greatest games ever made, that scales up into a AAA remake of, Final, of Resident Evil 4 a lot more easily than Final Fantasy VII scales up into a AAA remake of Final Fantasy VII. We've yeah, yet... I I still don't I don't like the the, the exact kind of AAA remake they went with here. Yeah, well, because it does feel like it just gets bloated, and it, there's so many seventh gen isms. Like, oh, there's going to be a ton of yeah. Hold the the stick forward, walk real slow as we did dialogue at you. It's like that didn't need to be there. The thing is, like, it's going for that seventh gen AAA where. And, like, the reason you would do that is because it gives people that immersion of, like, I'm in the world of Final Fantasy VII, which is what a lot of the people want, mm -hmm. more so than original game, but prettier. Right. Like, those moments to them give it a sort of grounded realism and a cinematic flair that is exactly what they're going for. But, obviously, I totally get what you're saying. Um, the funny thing is what I was going to say about what Chris said with we haven't figured out how to scale a triple a game out of what fall fantasy seven is yet it's like yeah we haven't found a way to make a game that big with authored content and not just tools derived content yeah and it's like maybe that's because those don't exist maybe it's because you literally can't break 20 hours of completely authored triple a quality shit mm-hmm because I can't think of one game that is ever shipped that is that yeah the only like oh. I, like I said on game of the year the only company that's making like games the scope and scale and breadth of content of like ps1 rpgs at all is falcom and those don't look like no. AAA games no, at all no, no they don't like they, they didn't they, they didn't even get basic motion capture until like 2018 right those are a very different fidelity yeah they're like what if a high-res wii game and i'm like yes <laughs> The new the, the their the their stuff that they were started shipping on PS4 looks closer to like what if a PS3 Tales of game right that ran in 4K and right like that, that looks yeah. sure makes it look it a hell of a lot well. better <laughs> right yeah absolutely <laughs> but yeah I'm uh, knowing how the combat works sure makes it a lot more fun <laughs> so so I'll uh hopefully get it done before then and here's where i'm gonna do self-promotion on saturday march 2nd that is not the coming saturday but the the saturday after uh it is my birthday 
So I am doing a donathon. It will probably last that day and the cup the the two or three days after that. Uh, where you can give me money for horrible goals. Can Dan, I show can you the pop that image ah, up? Yes. yes, you can. Awesome. Okay, one sec. Uh, 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 there we go. So these these are my goals, you know. Uh, I I will count subs. I'll have a sub counter. I'm, there's no fucking timer. <laughs> I, learned, I learned, unlike Dan. Um, I was almost also, out. <laughs> also, also, I have a normal job, so I can't. <laughs> I can't no, do a timer. Yeah. Right. Um, but uh, here here are the goals. Su subs will be counted too. I'll have a sub counter and a donation counter, so I'll just add them up. Well, subs will be two, of course. Um. Got Bart's Nightmare, which Ugh. I'll play for five hours, 300 minutes for $300, or until I beat it, which is conceivable, maybe. I have a quick maybe. question. Did you draw Bart in MS Paint with your mouse? <laughs> no, that is in fact the Bart from the Eat Pant image. Okay, oh. I was like, it has real Eat Pant vibes. Okay. Uh, then I will play Namco High, the Homestuck character routes, and then... Uh, I'll do ranked choice voting for the chat so they can decide what other characters I have to see the stories of. Uh, then I will review Boruto volumes <sighs> one through six, chugging bleach style where I will read them privately, take notes and come in with images and do a nice, just chatting stream where I curse the fact that I had to read Boruto. <laughs> May the manga is just real good. And no one let us know. <laughs> Yeah, everyone's maybe. keeping I'm sure. it a secret to be me. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I definitely won't have to keep a pedophile count for the artist. Oh, oh no! no. Uh, twelve hundred banjo kazooie nuts and bolts. Will I drown the witch? Probably not. Yeah, that was not I'll easy. No, it took hours. I'll, I'll, I'll probably just riddle her with gunfire until she has to be buried in a matchbox. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 1500 you get to design a sprite i have to use i'll open like a, a, a image box and people will drop in references and then we'll vote on them <laughs> at, at 1800 i'll play all through red Fall story <laughs> somebody has to yes hey, this you know your xbox is getting a real workout for these goals a lot of thing a lot of things on this list are xbox that's yeah. true it's almost like that backwards compatibility is really valuable and they shouldn't have killed that program. It is a lot like that. Uh, then uh, the Shadows of the Damned and Killer is Dead combo, two pseudo games that uh, don't really have modern versions. Killer is Dead has a PC port, but it's, it's trash. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't work well at all. And right, both and those games I think are think really breaks. neat. Uh, 2400 Pro Final Fantasy VIII Returns. I a couple years ago I was doing streams where I showed you how to snap Final Fantasy VIII open, and you know massively overpower yourself. And then they updated the game for the first time in like four years and broke all my mods, and it wouldn't even boot anymore. <laughs> God, that's so those sucks. Se those se those series of streams ended. Uh, 2700 Silent Hill one through three. I've never played a Silent Hill game. So these will be blind playthroughs of Silent Hill 1 through 3. Are you going to watch Twin and, Peaks uh, first? <laughs> no, probably not. What about Blue Velvet? <laughs> I might watch Blue Velvet before playing Silent Hill 2. 
And finally, 3000, Mass Effect Andromeda. <laughs> it had to happen someday. And, and they're never releasing that game. Like, I was sitting on it until they even announced the date for Mass Effect 4, but that's never going to happen. They're going to shut down Bioware before that game comes out. <sighs> the Western game so industry is so tired. Yeah. So it's pointless. It's pointless to wait. So March 2nd, uh, and if by if by some miracle we get through all of these, I I guess I'll come up with I I'll guess I'll come up with a wave too, but that would shock me to be perfectly frank. I might have to to commit myself to some really unhealthy things. Oh no. Is that uh, all you that, that's all I have going on. Uh Pablo! Ah! Oh fuck! That's oh, so soothing. Podlord surprisingly smooth. Did you know Podlords could be hydrating? <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes, that's right. The Podlords. Podlords such as. BN12 Ely Broils The Bout Red Blaze 27 Suzu Shiro Rado Seven, Seven Shades of Aerith Gainsborough Oh yeah, AR glasses, that's funny <laughs> yeah, Shades Yeah, she got the shades for the, the team up with Barrett WTF Spider-Man Mr. I like spam We need to bring back the spam segment Yeah, I do still eat spam, why not? Yeah, we didn't, we didn't, I do, we didn't, we didn't uh, do I've, been eating, uh, I've been eating some I, I shred cabbage really finely And mix it with an egg Oh, hell yeah Make cabbage and egg patties and go hell yeah. Cabbage and egg patty Mayo and ketchup yep. Grilled spam And that's yes. my sandwich Yeah, that's a good yes, sandwich That's a good sandwich, I've done that it's a good sandwich. Look at this dubious little creature getting <laughs> up to mischief. Mm. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Not Habino Jack has never done anything wrong. <laughs> I would defend him with my life. <laughs> DFW3K. Muckbun. Shiny Mew. Kristen. Behold the power of He Hobino. <laughs> it's just going to yep. be this all day. <laughs> <laughs> Be faced with difficult decisions. <laughs> yeah, that's actually in the trailer. <laughs> oh my god, we are under fucking attack. <laughs> I'm going I to have to take a stand much money as that game. Kill her and kill her. <laughs> Cooper Tank. He fucking ho. It's Nahobino. Yup. No, not Nahobiho is his official name. <gasps> A sleepy rat named Miko. Everyone wish her sweet dreams. Indigo Sykes. Xbox dead. PlayStation has no plan. Are you ready for the year of Nintendo? Oh no! <laughs> yeah, we're sure fucked. <sighs> yeah. I am absolutely loving these insane revivals of Nisha's Hell series coming back from the dead. 
Yeah, that was so funny. I saw that and I was like, I'm still waking up. Like, this is the first thing I did when it's I wake up was watch this Nintendo Direct. And I'm like, am I misconnecting neurons in my brain or is that really the game I'm thinking of again? Right, it was like, did that not even come to the States? Oh, it did. <laughs> okay. It did. It no, did. All right. Yeah, it was real. I'm not, I'm not dead. All right. A raccoon. How do you get your vents? Uh. Uh. <laughs> uh. Shinji 16 and nothing you should worry about would like to remind you that you matter. You are valid and you deserve to be happy. I thought this was somehow have a Nahibino edit. Again. No, not this time. Not this time. After replaying Final Fantasy VII Remake again, Apple Gothic is upset they only have enough for one AAA RPG until June. Mm. And imagine, um, what a weird year that you have like five to choose from. Yeah. The Super Mim. Hilo Ho! My name's Foul no! Gene Kariho! Let's get a good plan! He going! I don't know why I thought it wasn't gonna happen. <laughs> no. I thought surely they've, they've moved on to this new thing. Sarlene. Penny's Big Breakaway. At this time of year, at this time of day, Shadow Drop during a Nintendo Direct? Yes, Maybe they shouldn't have Shadow Dropped it based on what Pop was saying. <laughs> Men, the enemy is trying to prevent reinforcements from arriving. Don't give up on spreading liberty and democracy. <laughs> Man, that's a really good problem to have when like your game is so popular people can't get in. Yeah, so then they just post memes. <laughs> Cleochrome. Krunglespum. For my next bit, each Gigaboy gets an FGO servant who best represents them. Dan is Theseus. He has a big hand for gaming. <laughs> he has pretty big tits, too. <laughs> I'm Ricky Bobby. If you don't like Jinkaria, then fuck you. <laughs> Fair. They need to bring Sony needs to bring back this mascot they haven't used in a while. I know. Right? Isn't that weird? <laughs> Where's our PS5 Ricky Bobby game? <laughs> God, Hollywood down ideas. They would make a Talladega Nights too. You know what? I would play a Talladega Nights AAA game before I would give fucking you know, Ubisoft seventy dollars for Skull and Bones. <laughs> You know, instead of instead of Telltale killing themselves again, making shit like The Expanse, someone nobody, something no one has ever heard of, yeah, their game at least, they should have they should have made a five episode Ricky Bobby game. Yeah, no, that's true. New York Times posting a "Will they kill Aerith?" article on their front page. Sure feels like a punch to the nose. It is weird how big games is games are now. Mm -hmm. Nahobino celebrating getting off the switch by getting ready to hit the pole. Also, wood. <laughs> Couldn't come up with a bit. Suffer the face. No. Come oh, on. Oh. <laughs> oh, we reap what we sowed. The more I see it, the less I like it. <laughs> Siegfried. Pretty cool. 
doesn't look like the Siegfrieded Grambler, though. I know, right? <laughs> Out of bleach gags. So I'm just going to have you read Yu-Gi-Oh card names. Hot Red Dragon Archfiend Bane. And... Do you like well-written historical fiction? Then Pentiment is for you. It also has cute marginalia animals. Ooh. Agro is pre-ordering this second. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't even remember out. what that game is like. I just remember what it looked like, and I'm buying it. <laughs> Thank you very much to our pod lords. Thank you, pod lords. Pod lords. No. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> And if you'd like to become a Podlor, you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash gbpodcast. For as little as $5 a month, you get access to many benefits, such as early access to Chugging Bleach and Pokemon Go to the Movies, our two monthly anime review podcasts. You also get extended content for other shows we do, such as an extended gamer premonitions for Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. There's some good stuff in there, including a premonition from me that I'm starting to believe is actually what they're going to go with. Um... You also get to fund a show one a month, either a public show where we watch a horrible thing and then you get a commentary track on the Patreon or a good thing that you get to vote on uh, that we then talk about in a private show on the Patreon. Uh, you also get a movie called Isolation 119 uh, about a man getting a tax write-off. Uh, this is not a joke. It is a full movie. It is, you know, around 80 minutes long. It has a plot. It was shot on ca camera. The actors Microsoft read their Sam lines in it. into the camera, and then they use that take instead of dubbing it over in post. <laughs> uh, there are some VFX shots that look bad, but marginally better than the ones in Madam Web. <laughs> uh, all this and more at patreon.com slash gbpodcast. And if you don't have any money, it always helps immensely to tell your friends rate us on thursdays rate us with a t on your podcast app of choice and like comment and subscribe on youtube if you're listening that way right now that's patreon.com slash gb podcasts and you're gonna want that soon <laughs> we got stuff coming speaking of stuff let's talk about the news right after we finished big thick dimension last week maybe 12 hours at most afterward they're like hey analyst uh, insider analyst says uh nintendo switch is delayed to q q1 next year yeah fuck you it's 2024 <laughs> yeah like they're not work <sighs> this game of the year is gonna be bizarre from the journalist angle because they're doesn't seem like unless ubisoft is more together than every bit of evidence given in the past several years and actually ships that star wars shit or assassin's creed there's not going to be some giant triple a western game yeah they're going to be so confused they'll have to like play an rpg <laughs> like yeah. what is is final Fantasy is rebirth just going to win game of the year in a walk probably i don't i don't know what else is yeah, that's already reviewing insanely well. And it's like really expensive high-end video game, very pretty. Right. Like so like it's, it's going to be crazy if the VGAs is like, yeah, our game of the year candidates are uh Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth, Rise of the Ronin, Dragon's Dogma 2, Persona <laughs> 3 Reload, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. And I'm sure there's some shit that comes out later this year that'll be up. They, they will put Helldivers on that list before <laughs> they allow more than one JRPG. No, it's true. That also, that I have seems seen dangerously likely. I've seen a lot of people being like, Helldivers 2 is a real game of the year candidate, and I love Helldivers, but that is weird to me. 
it's yeah, say, weird. Say, say that yeah. again in October. Right. Yeah. Say that again in October. Yeah, that's yeah, and where especially where it's the beginning of the year here, and it's multiplayer focused. And it's thing, multiplayer it's focused to, thing. It's going to like by October be pretty tarnished with people. I feel maybe yeah. Like um, I think not Overwatch tarnished, got the, but like the the luster will wear off, and it'll like right. Have yeah, players. exactly. Yeah. The 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 honeymoon will be over in some sense. Right. It it feels like there's no world where we repeat the giant bomb game of the year where they gave it to PUBG. Yeah, I feel like there's no way that's happening again. Uh, but it's worth noting the multiple different sources were saying apparently Nintendo first party software lineup not being where they want it to be is why it was delayed. Not a hardware thing, not a supply thing. Apparently that. So they're dragging all the third parties that have Here's, these exclusives locked up with them into Q1 next year. That's very funny. Here's what I'm scared. <laughs> mm. What non-exclusive will be delayed because they want to launch it on with the switch 2 will visions of mana be delayed because square wants that to ship on the switch 2 no uh dragon quest 3 hd2d is absolutely if something like if that's multi-platform yeah, we're not seeing any dragon quest shit until yeah yeah in, until the switch but i but there's all these games later this year like that um like that dragon ball sparking thing Mm. Will they hold back on that like four months until the Switch do, 2? Do you reckon they would? They'd rather delay it to launch on the Switch 2 rather than maybe get a I, double dip when the Switch 2 launches? It, it's mm. hard to say, but like you can't underestimate the insane fervor that will be there at the Switch 2's launch. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Which is which is why I'm saying, yeah, no, launch it now and then launch it again. That's true. Sw Switch Switch fanboys will buy it on multiple multiple things. Yeah. You could even launch like it on that, Switch 1. They do it again. Like anything. three times, like, so, yeah. They would like buy a Switch of, Two version, then the Switch One. <laughs> like that completely embarrassing version of Street Fighter Two sold like a million copies on the Switch because it was a launch title. Mm -hmm. People do not understand the level of fucked Sony and Microsoft are next year. The Switch will be able to run modern games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'll have a Nintendo. Pl People will see a portable that has final uh that has resident evil 4 remake and probably grand blue fantasy relink probably on it yeah and it will cause the cultural reset yeah and honestly i'm all for it because dude what like i my favorite ps5 games are also on ps4 they just look way better and run way better and that's all i want so yeah yeah let's switch to be the dominant platform i'll keep playing on the ps5 right like if tech if tech guys are seething now that games aren't pushing the hardware uh -huh. they're gonna have a pair of shackles on them labeled well the switch 2 isn't as powerful as the ps5 but it's not weak enough for us to for it to be impossible so let's right. just downgrade our game until it fits. It can run uh -huh. better on modern stuff. And then the guys who like ray tracing will like evaporate in the sun. Yeah, like a vampire. The, they're basically going to get the, the Kyrie wrist grab and then the shatter and turn it into crystal. Uh, moving on. Uh, Video Games Chronicles' uh, very own Jordan Midler said on a recent podcast that people won't be waiting long for Twisted Metal. Apparently, when it, a number of things got shown to him to talk about, that that was specifically the comment in regards to Twisted Metal. Uh, the latest leaks say it's going to be PC and PS5 simultaneous, and it's going to have VR support at launch. 
Um, as I said earlier in the podcast, if this ends up anywhere near as successful as Hell Divers 2, I'm going to have to eat a lot of crow <laughs> in regards to Jim Ryan's plan to make 12 live service games. Luckily, not that much because another one will ship at some point and completely bomb. That is just how that works. Sony said some remarks about bringing support for PSVR 2 to PC this year. I will read the direct quote. <clears throat> we are currently testing the ability for PSVR 2 players to access additional games on PC to offer even more game variety in addition to PSVR 2 titles available through the PS5. That is absolutely just going to be some Steam, Steam Link support, just like it exists on the MetaQuest and other things. Uh, this isn't a bad thing, though. Um, I can genuinely... Imagine that it's not the worst case scenario to do something like that. So what will likely happen? Speculation. You'll have your PS5 hooked up to your PSVR 2. You'll boot a Steam Link app. It'll connect to your PC over Ethernet or if you're feeling frisky, <laughs> uh, use Wi-Fi. And that should simplify the handshake stuff. Honestly, the MetaQuest 2 was fine when it worked for me. It was okay, but... The MetaQuest 2 headset isn't great. The comfort isn't great. Uh, the feature set isn't great. And uh, it doesn't have OLED screens in it. If I can get the handshake to work every time and have that comfort level of the PSVR 2 and those controllers, yeah, um, it, this seems like a really great system. I'm totally down for this. Yeah, that, that really specific phrasing of access additional games make something like just enabling Steam Link a lot more likely than, no, yeah, we just let you plug it in. We made a driver. Uh, yeah, that would be a nightmare even for Sony to do, it turns out. Uh, there's a reason that person who's been trying to get PC support for PSVR 2 is like, even if this does work, as in you have AMD, you will still need this hardware dongle thing. Oof. So it's likely Sony will just use the Steam Link app. I think it's, I honestly think that's not a bad situation because... If Sony makes an app to hook to Steam Link, uh -huh. it will fucking work. Unlike the MetaQuest, where it only worked some of the time. Like, I cannot boot Pistol Whip at all mm -hmm. on the wireless Steam Link via the Steam Link app on the MetaQuest. Um, and then the quality of the headset there is so much worse Yeah, compared to a PSVR 2. I think that could be a really good solution. Of course, you're going to want to use wired. Um, you could risk the Wi-Fi. I wouldn't. But I'm looking forward to that, and I will be sure to let you guys know how that works out. Also, in the blog post about this, that was just snuck in at the beginning. And the actual blog post was just detailing a bunch of VR games coming this year. And one of them launched today. Apparently, it's a one to three player co-op wizard game called The Wizards hyphen Dark Times colon Brotherhood. Dark times. Dark times. <laughs> that's, that's a whole lot of title. <laughs> it is a whole lot of title. Uh, it looked cool. I don't know. I am hoping uh, like that, that we do get a Steam Link-esque thing instead of... Because, I mean, with that wording, I'm, I'm afraid it might be like this curated list of, like, here's the PlayStation launcher on PC, and these are some... This right. is the list of PC games you get to play because we've edited them. We hard-coded the game to have the driver for the headset. And I'm like, one, amazed you could even do that. Right. Two, fuck you. <laughs> Uh, 
Next up, Paragon the Overprime, who might have something to do with the title of this week's Big Thing Dimension, is ending its service on April 22nd. For anyone who missed it, it Did launched it even an actually come out? It launched an early access December 5th on PC, uh, on both Steam and Epic Game Store, and was announced to be coming to the PS5 at some point, but I guess not anymore. Yeah, because I, I, that was a new server like two weeks ago. It's not even been long. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's coming to PS5. I thought it was in April. <laughs> this, this was like a Transformers comic, right? No, Paragon the Overprime was, in fact, uh, a reboot of Epic's game Paragon, which was their best bet until they stole PUBG's gameplay and shoved it into Fortnite. Yeah, this was a, a really bad uh, third-person shooter slash MOBA. It, it was a weird cryptid of a game that was not kinetically fun to play at all. No. I don't know. And oh, for some is, reason, they re-released it. It didn't change anything. It came out on Early Access in 2022. That's weird. Oh, Art, yeah, I articles think I... I was reading were saying. So it was more than a year. Hmm. Articles I was reading said it came out. But it never left Early Access. Early Access in December, but it did have closed beta tests before that. I could have... It had two different closed beta tests. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. That shit's dead. Yeah. Uh, Project L is officially titled 2XKO. They should have just called it L at this point. Just take it already. Honestly, like, guys, you need to have League of Legends in there somewhere. Even nope. if it's calling it 2XKO, a League of Legends fighting game. Like, you probably just should have called it, like, League of Le Legends the fighting game or some shit. 2XKO lol. <laughs> I even sat there, like, maybe they want you to say it, like, 20XD6. 20XDCO? Yeah, but then, no, the official, like, guys tweeting about it have how you, you just, like, spell it out. It is 2XKO. 2xd rar yeah it's a pretty I can't wait until there's terrible. until there's annoying discourse about like yeah nobody's calling it that everybody's just calling it project l or the league of legends fighting game <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh we go next to chris for news hey chris what's up uh so we got some details on sega reviving their old ips we sure did uh Specifically, Crazy Taxi and Jet Set Radio. Oops, all service games. Oh, no. Uh, but at least, at least they, at least these are coming with modern remakes. So both Crazy Taxi and okay. Jet Set Radio will be getting modern remakes. Okay. Cool. Crazy Taxi will be some 100-player battle royale thing, which, sure, whatever. Like, I, I mean, don't know. Could be neat. Could be fun. Like, you like it, it you probably can't ship a game on the scope of a 1990 late late 90s arcade game in 2024 mm -hmm. jet set radios they said it's gonna be Fortnite. like it's gonna have guns and exploration and was directly compared to Fortnite. and apparently like sega leadership really wants a service game is is it gonna have building did that come out it did not come out that they have building. They compared it to Fortnite with, like, your shooting guys. That's... Why are you shooting guys? That seems just completely that's wrong. The only, that's, the only, that's the only type of game people know how to make now. I... 
Man, I when I when I yeah, heard I the think, thing of it being like Fortnite, I never assumed the shooting part. I could even see the building because build your own skate park makes sense. Yeah, but I assume I assume the crazy taxi thing will do fine, and that jet set radio thing will not. Right. Yeah. I'm really glad that the Shobi one was literally shown as the 2D games. Like, yeah, that can't be a service game. That's just like like <laughs> hey hey Sega, do you realize that Jet Set Radio is not that popular? Like, it's not popular on the level you can turn it into Fortnite. They are probably you, looked deranged? at. They probably looked at Splatoon and they're like, "Well, Splatoon's popular. This is like Splatoon." And I'm like, "Yes, but there's no twist." I, they could also be looking at like, well, "Well, Fortnite is a popular shooter and it's cartoony. We have our own cartoony IP called Just That Radio. We have our own cartoony IP called Cell Damage. I am being told we do not own Cell Damage. Well, Just Get in the chamber. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck made Cell Damage? <laughs> <laughs> and that was that Sega. Was, Sega didn't even publish <laughs> Cell no, Damage. No, 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 did. did. I just that was uh that was my favorite segment of Big Thing. You I reference a game that everyone cell, memory holds. <laughs> you can play Cell Damage yes. on modern platforms. You can. Yes, you can. Oh I, my god. Who yep. did make cell damage now that we're looking at this? Yeah, I don't uh, know who the dev is. Pseudo interactive. They close they became Drinkbox, the developers yes. of Guacamelee. What? Uh-huh. And then they came back in 2021. But they haven't made anything yet. Mm. Oh yeah. So who knows? Uh, gigantic one week after we talked about it gigantic rampage edition has been brought up again wow it'd be terrible if we just had news about another revival of an old service game shutting down yeah in this very same episode as we announced this uh it has a beta on steam i think it's up right now in and fact like, i think it like closes halfway through tomorrow and this is like something i guess you can go and play as a normal person on steam right? I think. and yeah. not and not be held at gunpoint to not talk about this <laughs> thing you played that hopefully will allow a game to come back cool cool maybe i'll maybe i'll do this maybe i'll find time because uh, i'm curious because well, it might disappear probably, again and i'd like to have played it right apparently you have to request access and since it's already going right now you it's probably not gonna happen why are they like this well maybe it'll uh, actually come it out com- it comes out for real uh april 9th it's you mean worth noting you that think it comes out <laughs> april 9th. It, 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 it's worth noting that like this is gearbox publishing so it's embracer so it really feels like embracers like what can we bring back we're that far gone holy shit oh yeah that reminds me we didn't put in news but apparently randy pitchford alluded to them working on a borderlands 4 um in some of interview course, that game's really that game's yeah really successful. and all i can Why think of is they? like yeah you you are for now you're gonna be closed <laughs> before that ships dude don't just... i feel I, like there's no way somebody like somebody will buy somebody will buy gearbox from right embracer oh yeah they'll, they'll die vexed from embracer before they go down uh worth noting though they told us pretty early in the uh eighth gen that they were making borderlands 3 and it still took for fucking ever yeah because they were too busy making hype games like battleborn but now we got the trailer for the Borderlands movie, so obviously Borderlands sucks going. Did you watch out. that trailer? Yeah. yeah, I didn't watch that trailer. I Man, thought it looked is... fine, actually, <laughs> for a Borderlands movie. movie. Yeah. 
movies that are in post-production for three years and have extensive reshooting without the director there and the writer also has his name taken off the script because uh, it changed so much definitely gonna be good writer has his name taken off the script and then said i never worked on it i don't know what you're talking about leave me alone i own a gun I don't think Craig Mazin says that. <laughs> I bet he would if you, if you were on his front lawn. <laughs> uh, Randy Pitchford also thinks that movie is going to launch the Borderlands cinematic universe. Yes. Ain't going to do shit. Oh, the Handsome Jack movie. I'm, I'm looking forward to when <laughs> Troy Baker plays Handsome Jack. In live action. There we go. That's how we get that man I, in theaters. Yes. With the with the with like the facial scanning and that insomniac league just showing Mr. Sinister and it's just Troy Baker. Like it's it's just Troy Baker. I feel like him segueing into live action acting is soon. Yeah, it's gonna be in the Handsome Jack movie. We just said that. <laughs> So Jim Ryan gave some fucking quotes about his favorite Pete PlayStation games. He gave oh he God. gave uh, he gave one from each PlayStation. Okay, okay, all right. So I'm going to read a couple of them. Okay, I didn't just just to be clear, I didn't read this at all because I knew it would make its way to big thing. Because <laughs> people said they were fucking weird. Yeah. PS One Ridge Racer. I okay. and most people were like, wow, this is a really different and fun and enjoyable game to play. It set the standard for what for much of what was to follow in that generation. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. PS2, Grand Theft Auto 3. That was such a transformative title for that generation and a, a cultural moment. It's had a huge and lasting impact on the gaming industry and PlayStation. Okay, before we continue, are all of these going to be launch era racing games? <laughs> No, no. Okay, no. okay. Uncharted. Uncharted 1. Okay. Technology at this point was starting to enable storytelling and narrative and emotion in a different way from anything that had been possible hitherto. I'm very proud it came from our own studio, Naughty Dog. What a organic yeah. and natural way to... Yeah, this is when they start going off the deep end. <laughs> PS4, Spider-Man. That game was so amazing and seemed to resonate so well with the PlayStation community. It set us up for takeoff in the second half of what was a successful cycle. Okay. God of War Ragnarok is PS5. First of all, that's not a fucking PS5 game, Jim. You could you could have picked one of the games that were exclusive to, to PS5. No. I know you didn't have very many. No. But uh <laughs> No. What is he gonna choose? Have. The Last of Us Part One? <laughs> It's obviously a wonderful game and was wonderfully critiqued, but it coincided with the time that we were finally able to start building enough PS5s. Things snowballed in a beautiful way. Did ChatGPT write these? One second, one second. Did you just say it's such a beautiful game and it was so beautifully critiqued? Wonderful game and wonderfully critiqued. What does that mean? Wait, what? Critics loved it. Means it. ChatGPT wrote these. <laughs> I mean that too. I'm sorry. I don't know what that could mean. <laughs> Agro, like, am I illiterate? What could that mean? Like, I don't... Yeah, It, it reviewed it, well. It one, he just it said it stupidly. Well. That's, mm, That's... Yeah. It was wonderfully critiqued. Yeah, no, like, that's not the best construction of that sentence. It's not all the way right, but it's not wrong enough to be incorrect. But the weird thing for me 
when you say something was wonderfully critiqued, that sounds like you're complimenting the critique of it. Not it does. The thing. Well, see, yeah. that, that's because it wasn't a person who wrote this. It was either <laughs> ChatGPT or CEO. Or Jim right. Ryan. Right. Like, it's, just, it's so insane to write this and not actually say a single thing about it any was, of the games. It was so well consumed. Yeah, all of these are like, how good did it do marketing-wise for right. us? And right, and like, the one that hit these, me the worst. He has not played a single one of them. Yeah, no, it's, he might have played Ridge Racer once. Maybe. And that's and same for Gran Turismo. That's why I thought they were all going to be launch era racing games. Wasn't because the second one Grand Theft Auto 3? No, it was Grand Turismo. Yeah, it was, no, it was Grand Theft Auto 3. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I guess Ridge Racer is the only one that he... That it seemed like something he actually. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, and the Felix the Cat collection comes out March 10th. That's the NES game and the Game Boy game. That's mm -hmm. it. Yeah. We, we just thought we would touch on this one again. So that way, you know, Xbox journalists can hear this podcast and check if it's coming to Xbox and get mad <laughs> if it's not. Oh man, they gotta look out. I think I have some really small games that aren't coming to Xbox on my list. I uh It I, is not coming to Xbox according to this uh according to, to this Gematsu article. Time to get mad. Uh did that get, I swear to God, a new Thor High Heels video, which by the way, the executive producer of Thor High Heels videos, you should watch Thor High Heels videos. Uh he he played the, 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 the he was playing the Inspector Gadget game that came out. Yeah. What? Yeah, why would we know? It's an Inspector Gadget game. We have a thing called Flop Slap Technology. I know one good reason we <laughs> should know. Jesus. The fucking Felix the Cat fans on Xbox are dead in the streets. Yeah, this thing has yeah, two sure that, games sure in it. That's not, a, games is. that's not yeah, a, that's fucking not a fucking collection. collection. If I have two sodas in my fucking fridge and I go, check out my soda collection, you would assume <laughs> that was sarcasm and irony. <laughs> It's like, yeah, sorry, dude. I'm not paying $25 for an NES game and a Game Boy game. Yeah, that's insane. That are bad licensed games of all things. Like, what? No, the, the, any, the Felix the Cat game is pretty, pretty all right. Yeah, okay. I hear that's like, actually solid. That, 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 that's like on the level of the, uh, of like the, not, not quite the level of like the Capcom Disney things, but it's right. Up there. Are yeah. these the, this, this is using the carbon engines from Limited Run, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Just checking. Hey, Bob. Hey. They're like I, the only profitable section of Embracer now. <laughs> hey, Bob, I heard you. And news. I have some awesome things on the Carbon Engine that are not coming to Xbox. Uh, oh, oh, my God. Okay. Well, like what? Uh, you, you remember the GBA game Ninja 5.0? Yes. We played that on a retro roulette many years ago. We did. That was our first time playing it, and it was surprisingly solid. That is getting ported to PS4, PS5, PC, and Switch. On the Carbon Engine. I bet it's also run. getting a physical release that is way too much money to play, pay for Ninja 5.0. I don't... I Probably. I didn't see it, but I bet it's there. Yeah, I bet there is no limited run games published game that isn't showing up physically. Yeah, I have a surprising amount of limited run games news. Um, you know, Hi-Fi Rush. Yeah, I am aware of that game. Uh, that's coming to PS5. Oh, yeah, yeah. It comes out March 19th. Cool. I hope people are excited. I, I assume it was made by some weird little indie dev because it's actually being published like physically by Limited Run Games. You cannot sit there, Xbox, and say you care about physical releases 
and outsource your own physical releases of the only clear, critically well-received game you shipped last year and let Limited Run do it. You can't do that. Yeah. That is simply not the same thing. <laughs> Those are two opposite well, why would they, things to do. Why would they do, do a physical release themselves? Just, well, it wasn't a physical release on Xbox. Well, right, now, they, so they, they should get around to that. If they're sitting here saying physical is very important for them as a company, we totally won't make the tube. <laughs> Limited run games is also doing the physical Xbox version. No, Dan, they didn't say they care about physical. They said, we're not pushing for all digital, but consumers clearly are. So we're just going to do what they want. Just gonna... Bouncer. Physical game. Phil Spencer says Xbox is supportive of physical media amid rumors of shifting to all digital. That's like, that's... <laughs> he sure says things. You can't... can't. Hey, Bob, what else but do we you're got? You're being excommunicado from Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, uh, you... Um, uh, sea of Thieves coming into PlayStation 5 on uh, April 30th. Right around the corner. Am, am I damaged? Because I'm like, oh man, they released it and it's done. I should get. <laughs> I mean, a lot of things look good when you've played Skull and Bones. I know. That's the weirdest thing. I want to use Sea of Thieves as like a spiritual palate cleanser for Skull and Bones. <laughs> like it's, maybe it's a game that understands what makes a pirate ship fun at all. Maybe, maybe. I've seen I've seen pirates walking around on ships and islands. Yeah, they, that's an dig, important dig, part of being a pirate. Digging up buried treasure, shooting guns. I don't know. I don't know. Seems like something that could be fun. Yeah, and I'm trying to cut all these fucking subscriptions out of my life. <laughs> so that's why I would not be like, oh, I'll just play it on Game Pass because I don't want to have Game Pass. No, anymore. That should be the goal of everyone, not to have Game Pass or just subs <laughs> or in subs general. in general. Yeah, I'm trying to cut those down too. April thirtieth, uh, huh? Yep, April thirtieth. Cool. Uh, we found out more about Ikuma Nakamura's uh, Kimori game. Kimori. Kimori. Yeah. Uh, that comes out, or we don't know when it's coming out, but they put out a trailer that's like behind the scene footage and they showed early um, like gameplay mm -hmm. and talked about how it's a multiplayer PvE game that you can also play solo if you want. It might be all right. You get different powers from the different uh, uh, yokai you kill. So those give you different moves. And apparently all the animations they're doing by hand to give them more of a weird visual flair to them. Uh, that said it was going tried to make everything feel uh rhythmic and musical so what All hopefully right. that comes up looking cool what they showed in that behind the scene actually looked pretty nice uh some of it was really clearly like very early but it was still like okay i get the idea of what you're going for it's, it's a neat look um we found out about Lamasoft, the jeff mintner story minter minter yeah uh, it's the next game in the Digital Eclipse Gold Master Series. That's awesome. Yeah. What a, what a, I could not have predicted that was the next one. <laughs> uh, that's cool. Jeff Minter is a pretty cool dude. Uh, he worked on Grid Runner, Revenge of the Mutants, Revenge of the Mutant Camels, Tempest 2000, and Lamatron, which are all apparently huge games in the British gaming scene. Uh, Tempest 2000 is like a real video game that's actually popular, though. <laughs> People know <laughs> Tempest 2000 and TXK. They're, they're a very big deal. 
Very big, huge, massive. But yeah, even watching the trailer for this was like, oh, this is one of those those YouTube videos where it talks about British gaming icons, and it's like, you're Ooh. making this up on the fly. <laughs> oh, now I'm trying to remember the name of that British gaming YouTuber I watch all the time, <laughs> where I'm just like, you're making motherfuckers up. There's no legendary duo called the Mitchells. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, uh, it's all like, well, here, here's our here's, here's the the classic British gaming icon, Splungle the racist marmoset. <laughs> Uh, but that's actually coming very soon. Is that March 13th? Oh, that's sick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, we heard more about uh, Little Devil Inside. Okay, so uh, I need to say this real quick. I don't know how many people listening or any of my co-hosts have this relationship with this. Every time this game is ever brought up, I'm like, that's not real. And that's worked out pretty well for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's Did, been sort of true for the last 10 years. Regrettably, yeah. So this is, we haven't heard about this game in two and a half years. Okay. They released this trailer along with an apology message. Which I was like, that's weird. I mean, it's, it's a game they showed off and stuff, but they're not like, no one has to make it, right? And then I find out this was a Kickstarter game in 2015. Yep. So that's why this has to be released with an apology. Almost nine years ago. Uh, the, in this message, they say their team grew, then shrank. It sounds like they were really bad at managing the project and lost a lot of people. Uh, they also said that they're possibly looking for a publisher soon, but the language is super vague on it. So I'm just going to read the sentence they wrote. We have genuinely started discussions regarding publishing. And once this clears out, no, no idea what this is. <laughs> Uh, hopefully we'll be able to answer what everyone wants to know. It's, it's COVID-21. What? <laughs> Troy Baker's like, oh, you're not making this game because I have the fuck. <laughs> They're like, no, go. No, Troy Baker. No, you promised. Uh, they switched to Unreal Engine 5. The trailer they showed is a bunch of disparate chunks that look like they couldn't possibly put into, be put in one game easily. It's like, it looks stereotypical Game was way too big of scope. You didn't know what you were making. Yeah, this looked like it got feature creeped hard. And if they're looking for a publisher, I'm assuming Sony pulled the No Man's Sky lever. <sighs> yeah. I also went to their Kickstarter to read this message and read like the first couple comments like, dude, we don't even want to hear from you anymore after that PlayStation announcement you did. Like, oh, oh, you, you guaranteed these people that it was going to be on other stuff, and then you said it was only on PlayStation. Oh. Oh, Oh, you what? suck. Oh, they're, they're screwed. Yeah, this has been a saga. Uh-huh. Man. So that's, This uh, shit's never coming bad. out. Like, like go, go fucking move to Newfoundland where no human beings are like there's like one person per every eight square miles and nobody ever sees you again because that's where it's gonna that's what this is gonna end with they live in australia is that close enough yes actually it is <laughs> never leave your house though because there's spiders there right um we also got a bunch of tech nate news mm. uh they're, they're apparently launching an in-game shop uh where they're going to be selling for real money uh, classic Tekken costumes. They showed off four different ones already. Uh, one for Jin, June, Zhaoyu, and Kazuya. And they seem like they're all Tekken 4 outfits, actually. Except for June, who's like a Tekken Tag 2 outfit. Yeah. Uh, and it sounds like they're going to be updating this frequently. It's, it was each of those costing 400 Tekken coins, which equates to around $4. Uh, 
hopefully we can actually buy this in sets of $4, unlike Street Fighter, where you can only, every costume is $8, and you can only buy sets of $10. $10, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's deranged. Yeah. So, you, I think this should be illegal. Like, I think having <laughs> alternate currencies in your game that you pay for with real money that are used to buy items in the shop should be illegal. Like, it should be illegal for the same reason that it should be, like, in any circumstance. It's like, it's there to confuse your brain. It's mm -hmm. there to trick your mind and make you lose track of how much money you're spending. Um, That's one angle of it, but there is another angle of, like, when it comes to pricing at different territories, it gets weird. Like, you know, different territories charge different amounts for it, so it wouldn't be one-to-one. -one. Right. It wouldn't be, like... Sort that out some other way. Hmm. Yeah, because this is always just a kind of obnoxious way to do it. Because there is, it feels like there's always that situation of, oh, you're selling something, I can't buy that exact amount. Right, that's that's the exact situation that sucks. Having a different currency doesn't bug me as much as, like, it does Chris. Mm -hmm. It's only when it's that situation that I'm like, I will literally buy nothing now. Good job, asshole. Yeah, and it feels like every time they do this, that is what happens. So we'll see. Um, they also it, said it's that... It's one of those... It's one of those situations where doing it, even if they're doing it for regional pricing reasons, like Dan said, doing having that function in your game will make some asshole cook up the idea of using it to confuse or just selling it in different packs. It's like that situation of like, if you give a company any reason to take what you own away from you to charge you more money, it's not an issue of if, it's an right. issue of when, when they'll decide to do it. Also, stuff like this, basically makes it so they, these things won't ever be on sale like i i almost never see sales on currency for a game but bob you can buy the best value yeah just buy a hundred dollars that's not a sale it's only a, like look at it you get 30 percent more currency like the best value like with with Street Fighter, with Dead Alive, all the older ones, mm -hmm. when the costumes are just individually on PlayStation Network, I see those things go on sale all the time. And right, that's yeah. why I consider buying them. Right. Now that just won't happen. Right. As I was saying, like generally speaking with this currency stuff, when it's like you can't buy the exact amount that is needed to buy this thing mm -hmm. in-game, I just buy nothing. Yeah. Every time. I can't think of one fucking time where I didn't. <laughs> Because every time my brain goes, oh, you're trying to scam me out of $2. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, they also talked about how the, there will be a new story mode that has the, new, the, the DLC characters in it, and Ooh, it's going to be free. That's sick. Oh, that's really cool. The yeah. Tekken 8 story mode is so good, I would never expect them to just be like, here's another. Right, it's apparently going to be what, what the DLC characters are doing during that. Oh, okay. So I'm curious how that pans out. And they said that that's coming in summer, which is weird because not all the characters are up by summer. Ah, yeah. Uh, they also talk about how when the DLC characters come out, they will replace Kazuya on the title screen. Boo! Uh, but they might have a feature so you can choose whoever you want to put that on there. Yay! Right? And it was like, okay, that's cool. As long as you do that second part, right. I'm all for it. Because Kazi is perfect on that screen. That shit's hilarious. But what if it was Ikumi Nakamura? I mean, uh, <laughs> that new character. <laughs> it's not Ikumi Nakamura, I swear. In the least. Um... They announced the Elden Ring DLC this week, finally. Oh, yeah, they did that? Yeah. I didn't hear. 
Yeah. No one's talking about it. Nobody. No. Uh, they they put out a trailer. Like that game is so big, I have no idea that if what's actually new in this trailer. I know one thing isn't. Uh, they show like a big egg that's hatching, and I'm like, oh, that was in the base game, and he didn't really expand on it. So I guess they're gonna do something with that. Um, and I have no idea about the rest of it. <laughs> I assume these it's are new bosses egg? and stuff. Yeah, it's a gigantic egg on a on a altar. The that's a fucking thing in the dark. The Dark Souls three DLC. Oh really? Because it's just sitting there in Elden Ring. Well, in in dark in the. In in the DLC, the last DLC of Dark Souls 3, you go to, like, the end of time. Hmm. Yeah. Where everything is turning into ash, and there's a lot of, like, empty egg shells with the implication that, like, yeah, all these fucking worlds were born from these eggs. Huh. So I wonder if it will be something along those lines. Well, this, this egg was a lot furrier than that one, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, this DLC is $40, so... That's a chunk. I sure hope it's something big. Like, this needs to be a big they chunk of said, map. They said this was the biggest thing they've ever done as DLC. It better be for 40 <laughs> yeah, fucking dollars. Be. They're also doing a, a, a complete edition of Elden Ring with the expansion in the base game for $80. Come on. This game that came out on. more than two years ago. Just... You really needed that 10 extra dollars on top of the 10 additional dollars that we've already become standard. Fucking Bamco, man. Yeah. I assume this looked hype as shit. I saw Dueling Shield. I don't remember <laughs> if that was in the base game, but that loosened my wallet. Yeah, like I was saying, it's just like there's so much in that base game. It's hard to tell uh -huh. I mean, if it's something that just you missed or something legitimately new. Uh, and then, uh, aside from all this news, we got the Nintendo Partner Direct. Woo! Partners such as Microsoft, who's bringing Grounded to Switch on April 16th. And I guess it's also coming to PS4 and PS5? Yes, it is coming to PS4 and PS5 as well. Any idea what that game costs? No clue. I have no idea either. I've only ever played it on Game Pass. I don't know what it cost originally. <laughs> I don't know what it costs now. I what don't game, know what it's going to cost on Grounded. Uh, I think it's kind of amazing they can port Grounded to the Switch. Yeah. Yeah. I have Hopefully to that, that runs, runs well. Terribly. Hopefully that Grounded runs well. Grounded is 40. Oh. And that's probably oh. what it's always been. Oof. Uh... Also, uh, Ender Magnolia Bloom in the Mist, which is a sequel to Ender Lily, is coming this year. Apparently only on Switch, even though uh, Ender Lily was on everything. Really? Yeah. Huh. Maybe a timed exclusive. Maybe. Also, yeah, I guess I should have covered this earlier. Um, apparently, uh, what was it? Bamco no longer owns the IP for Elden Ring. Yeah, some froth got it from them. So, so maybe FromSoft's fucking done with them. I, I think it'd be funny if FromSoft's like, no, we're going to go... We're going to go be have first. We can publish our own shit now. We sold right. Elden Ring. Right. Yeah. Or they'll just do or they're just like, we'll just have, we'll just publish our shit through Sony now and not ship on Xbox. But the lost sales. This lost sale. Is that the expansion name? The lost sale? <laughs> We're adding boats to Elden Ring? <laughs> yes. 
Uh, a Ranger, a role puzzling adventure is out this summer. It's like Dungeon Crawler 2D top down, but uh, when you move, it moves the whole vertical or horizontal line you're on to shift and cycle the uh, play field area you're in. That was interesting. Yeah, that yeah, looked neat. Yeah, that looked neat as shit. Again, also coming to PS5 and PC. Hell yeah. <laughs> Unicorn Overlord. It's been done. We talked about it. That's two weeks from now. Holy shit. Yeah. It's so close. Monster Hunter Stories remastered with voice acting this summer for PS4, PC, and Switch. That actually shocked the shit out of me. I was like, that's the 3D. What? Right? It's like, what? <laughs> got to use. We got to use the whole animal nowadays. Like, we need to get all these. I, I, I do think it would be funny if we start to see a lot better game preservation from the angle of it's cheap to bring this shit forward. It's expensive mm -hmm. to make new games. Yep. Do mm -hmm. it, do it, do it, do it, do it. As Chris Wolfhart from Big Think Dimension often says, do it, you fucking hacks. <laughs> hey, Dan, I say cocks. <laughs> um, Disney's epic Mickey rebrushed is coming out this year. It is coming out on everything yeah i'm actually really excited for this like I, I didn't play it initially and i feel like it got kind of got hamstrung by they because they when they first announced that they showed like the really fucked up concept art that obviously was never going to be allowed to be in a disney product product and fans kind of went ape shit based on that and made it like you know here's oswald the lucky rabbit melting into toxic black goo and he's the thing he's john carpenter's the thing it's like which kind of wrote a check the actual game couldn't cash right uh but i am excited to actually see what it is because warren specter worked on it and i think in some ways he compared it to deus ex <laughs> i think at very least the media did <laughs> no one can stop them um chat is blowing up with this and i cannot believe this this is 60 dollars what that was 50 it, on it, the It's Wii. a remake, I think. I think it's a remake, not yeah, yeah. like a remaster. Like, it, it's a full-scale remake. Like, it's... Uh, that, still, that looked really close to the still, original assets. I saw yeah. the trailer. It looked really similar to the original Wii version. Holy shit. $60? Uh, I was really interested in it. I, I, I hope that game is good. I did not play it. Because it was on the Wii, and I did not own a Wii. I'm looking at some of the cutscenes in this trailer, and those definitely didn't look that way on the Wii. So, who knows? 60. But 60 still a lot. Like, 50 would have been a lot more palatable, or 40, ideally. Yeah, yeah, no. 40, 50, that makes sense. Uh, SMT5 is back with a vengeance, because <laughs> SMT5 Vengeance comes out June 21st. It gets out of Switch jail, so it's on everything. Yeah, even Xbox, surprisingly. Even Xbox. Uh... Get to choose the new story or the old story at the beginning of the game. Excuse me. Yeah, what? you just it's just a button. You're just like, hey, do you want to play the, the old one or do you want to play the new one? How different are it's they? It's really different. Oh my god. Mm. It, uh. the, 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 the interviews they released the same day it was like, yeah, there were a lot of concepts we did not get to put in the main game that we wanted to do. So, oh my god, now I'm we're like, doing what, them. What? What? Like, well, I, I'm just gonna hit the new button and then never think about the right. Yeah, old story. Holy shit. Uh. Comes with the DLC for the original game, so you no longer have to buy your optional super grind dungeon. Yeah, that's just there. 
apparently there's also new DLC coming at launch. I'm like, guys, what? Yeah. Uh, it's it's supposed to be complete. Yeah, what was the name of the, the demon? It was like Nano Naho Sakunya or something. I don't know. Sakunya. Anyway. Uh yeah. Yeah, I was like, what? What? Anyway. Uh it also has new demons. And uh, comes with all the original DLC, and it sounds like every system in the game is getting upgraded in some way. Yeah, they talk about new exploration mechanics, new combat mechanics. Every demon is going to have their own special, unique skill. They, they just kept what? going on and on about like, oh yeah, this, this is, is upgraded every single way. This is maybe the most egregious one of these Atlas re-releases have been, where it's like, why'd you even release the first version? Because uh, so they Switch could make a shitload of money on the Switch. Yeah, and then make I, the I version guess, I actually but... wanted years later. But this is making me like, maybe, should I even buy Metaphor Refantagio? Like, are you going to release, like, here's the finished version of the game in two years? You have to wonder. Yeah, there's like, always that threat. But I, I like, like, that was my game of the year when it came out. SMT5 original. Yeah. It, it was still a really good game. There's a really good chance this is my game of the year this year. Yeah, it probably will be mine. Because it's yeah, this, 60 this frames This is going to be maybe one of the most, like, technicality-filled game of the years on record. Yeah, because we're giving Game of the Year to SMT5 Vengeance, and that is going to make someone's brain melt somewhere. It's a brand new game, guys. It has a new story. <laughs> also, uh, chat informs me the name is Konohana Sakia. Okay. So, she's a very pretty demon. Please buy her <laughs> DLC. Yeah, no, this sounds sick. This was one of the hypest things from this. However, the next thing was weirdly also hugely hyped for me, at least. I don't know about uh, yeah, you guys. I think a lot of people were excited for this. I popped off for Star Wars Battlefront Classic Collection, which has extra maps and characters out March 14th. It's got 64 player battles. It's on Switch, PS5, Xbox Series, and PC. That game fucking ruled. Yeah. No, it's, it's bizarre that now it returns out of nowhere. Honestly, that was one of my favorite back and pad games, uh, just because it made it it's 4K. Mm -hmm. And that looks sick as hell. And now we're getting a proper version on everything. And that that rules. That's awesome. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> <laughs> South Park Snow Day, a co-op action game, comes out March 26th. Yeah, I don't know why I, they're making a South Park. It's action. so weird. Yeah. It's, it's so weird. weird. I'm just like. So am I going to pee in the snowball? Is this the N64 game? My, bain, my brain's boat broken. If you don't make one of the RPG South Park games and it's 3D and it's got snow, my brain just immediately goes like, so is this that. somehow that? Right? Is it's going it, to be that. Is it somehow? Yeah, that's weird. That's weird. Uh, you know what else is weird? Sword Art Online video game. Sword Art Online Fractured Daydream this year uh, coming out PS5, Xbox Series, PC, and Switch. Anyone? Uh, no. No. You're not? No. <laughs> mm -mm. Hey. Hey. Where the fuck's dot hack? Right? How much more do they have to make the obvious business use case for bringing back dot hack? Yo, motherfucker, it's the same thing and you own dot hack. Put out a new dot hack. They've been putting one of these games out every Dude. other year and I assume they're profitable because they keep doing it. <laughs> Dan, they released a $30 expansion pack for Tales of Arise that has no new areas, no new enemies, no new bosses, and no new moves, and no new playable characters. They're not going to spend shit on .hack. What does That's it have? <laughs> more, more, more new story and skits. 
Oh my god. And apparently apparently the story, if you don't do the side quest, is like a couple hours long. Wow. I had a moment with this next thing where I went, did I lose track of the numbers? This is new. What? Gundam Breaker 4 is coming out this year? Yeah, that's hype. Because they yeah. only previously brought out the worst one. Yeah, well, it didn't have a number. This one's like, yeah, the sequel to three. And there was nothing in between, we promise. <laughs> uh, this is coming out on PS4, PS5, PC, and Switch. That's awesome. I hope this is one of those hype, the PS5 version is flawless sort of things. That would be really nice. Yeah, because Gundam Breaker's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. That game was legit fun. It has a bunch of just, oh, let's just make a weird Gunpla. Uh, the next thing, I was, I sat there and I was deeply frustrated. I was like, oh, I wish I had a platform to talk about how stupid this is. And then I realized I run Big Thing Dimension, the weekly gaming news podcast where we talk about how stupid this is. Hey, you're making a new monkey ball game. Don't involve the, the words in a way that makes me think it's one of the other ones you already released. Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz is a game. Can you use the word banana not in that exact slot? We need it to be... There's got dude. Sorry, it's over. Dude. I can't, it's an impossible test. You can't know you this. grab bananas in the fucking game. There are monkeys in it. Please, can you not make the first four words in your game title identical to another entry? I feel like it's time to just have a number because you clearly don't know anything else to put there. Right. Other than banana. S somebody out there is going to think this is a re-release of a fucking monkey ball game. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, why I didn't watch, you just, watch this? You, was you like, should have just oh, called it's an old this one. Just should have called this one three. Yeah. Uh, Super Monkey Ball Banana, Banana Rumble, I almost said Blitz, fuck me, has a 16-player online mode. It's out June 25th. See, someone in chat thought it was a remake. Yeah, I did. Who wouldn't? They've been doing nothing but remakes. Yeah, people are out here saying, yeah, they thought it was a remake. This is what I'm talking about. Give it a distinct name, Jesus. Anyway, World of Goo 2, World of Goo 2, has a four-player locate co-op Locate co-op? Local, Local co-op. Okay, there we go. Uh, out May 23rd. Console exclusive. Yeah, I don't know why it's console exclusive. I mean, isn't World of Goo 2 out already? On No? No? This it's all not out on anything, I don't think. It looks so similar to the first. Yeah, it's like 2 came out already, right? This is it. Get over this. <laughs> but no, they just announced this, okay. what, I think at Game Awards or something? It was oh. not announced long ago. Oh my god, yeah, that's right. Okay, um... Fantasy Life I, the girl who steals time, is October 10th. Remember when that was supposed to ship last year? How did it end up in October this year? Don't worry about it. All right. Everything's fine over at level five. It's Man, all going K good. KG Inafune is really doing it. He makes, he makes the trains run on time. <laughs> yes. You rebuild the island by traveling through time and stealing shit from the past to bring to the future. That seems like a bad strategy. Right. What uh, could go wrong? You can have a bunch of different jobs, and that's pretty cool. Wow, that's just like various day life, a game everyone should try. Uh, oh, no, no, Dan, this is a game where you get to play as a different jobs and isn't a menu simulator. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand what you're saying. Another Crab's Treasure, that game being made by, what was it, Agro Crab? I think so. Uh, it's coming, a Dark it, Souls game where you play as a crab. Yeah, they made a Crab Dark Souls game because everyone told them, hey, why aren't you making a Crab game? Crab is in the name of your studio, so they, they made it. It's coming out April 25th. It is also coming to the PS5. 
Penny's Big Breakaway came out. Probably shouldn't have. <laughs> Suica Game is a fruit-based puzzle game. It's getting a multiplayer mode as paid DLC. Yeah, uh, I was like, what? You combine the identical fruits and they become bigger, different fruits. This is like a, a, Jap a thing that came out in Japan in 2021 and is also on iOS. So it seems to be just be this really viral thing that took forever to escape Japan. Weird. Huh. It, it honestly looked neat. Uh, Pepper Grinder. Did anyone? No one tried the demo? I played the demo last week. Oh, yeah. Two weeks okay. ago, because it was on CNECFact. That, that game's really See, good. I was going to ask if the Switch demo also ran at 60 frames per second. I did not try the Switch demo. Because every trailer, for some reason, for Pepper Grinder runs at 30. I was convinced the game was 30 frames per second. And then I looked up random, random gameplay footage and like, no, it's 60. Yeah. Yeah, I bet it is 30 on the Switch. I'll have to go check it out. I mean, that's the thing. Devolver Digital literally released 30 frames per second trailers for it. So, like, you know, kind of like Helldivers had the bad quality mode with bad frame pacing that had me convinced the game would just run at 20 frames per second. Uh-huh. And then it turns out, no, it has a performance run. runs fine. The so wrong with the, the, the Suica game thing is actually Stranger. It came out in 2021? Mm-hmm. And then it blew up with like VTubers and streamers in Japan. So it yeah. sold like 5 million copies out of nowhere. Huh. That's cool. I'm glad someone became a millionaire because they made like a neat fruit puzzle game. That's a great reason to become a millionaire. Uh, pocket card jockey. I'm glad I said that correctly. A horse racing card game. How did this come to the States? Is out today yeah you just watched this trailer and like this is one of those games that would release on the super nintendo and never get brought over or touched because it's about horse racing not where you play it where you bet on it and such and to get cars to affect your horse <laughs> uh that contra demo we already talked about that uh demon slayer kimitsu no yaiba sweep the board the board game uh it comes out april 26th another game was like you actually brought that over <laughs> all right at least it's based on something big. Uh, Pentiment. Is that out now? Yeah, it's out now. That's out now? Yep. It's on Switch, PS4, PS5, and Limited Run. You know, they're helping out these small developers by doing a physical release for this game. I, I laugh so hard when... But by the end of yesterday, we found out the big announcements Phil did not want to spoil were literally 12 seconds in this Nintendo Direct sizzle reel about Pentiment. A small intro about Grounded. Mm-hmm. And random blog posts. Yeah. Nintendo probably would have come and broken his knees if he said anything that was going to be in the show. Yeah, but he could have said Hi-Fi Rush and uh, CSC because they could do a lot better than have blog posts. <laughs> yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, the pre-order on the physical version opens on the 22nd. Oh, that's today. Oh, my God. And it ships in August, if you're lucky. Yeah. I'm specifically saying this joke because I know members of the fan base who maybe never received their shit. <laughs> Limited Run sure is great. Yeah, What a good publisher. Definitely don't just wait for their shit to show up on Amazon or at Best Buy. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Nintendo also announced a bunch of rare games. We're coming to Nintendo Switch Online and Online Expansion Pack. That is Battletoads and Battle Maniacs, Killer Instinct, Snake Rattle Roll, RC Program, and for the Expansion Pack, Blast Core, which, God damn it, made me wish I had the Expansion Pack. Man, when they started doing this, I was like, oh, man, are we getting all of Red Replay? That'd be cool. No. And it's like, no. No. It's, no. It's just I feel like that's eventually going to happen. Probably. Probably. Release a real cartridge and it just comes out on everything. Mm-hmm. Endless Ocean, as covered by a pod lord, I believe. Uh, Endless Ocean Luminous. It's a new Endless Ocean game with 30-player online mode. It has 500 different sea creatures. It's coming out May 2nd. And apparently in the Japanese Direct, Raynatus, an action RPG set in modern-day Shibuya, was shown. Developed by Natsume Atari. It's a thing? I guess. <laughs> Scenario by Kazushige Nojima. Uh, that is Square. The, yeah, right? Square. Final Fantasy. Yeah. Guy. Uh, composer Yoko Shibimura may have heard of them. They did Guile's theme. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there, there's to... no way this isn't getting brought over. Like, it looks way too high end to not be localized. I mean, it's also coming out on PS4 and PS5. So you would think shipping on that many platforms. Yeah, and having this big of names behind it, it's like, right. why wouldn't you show this? It looked cool. Who knows? Nintendo is weird. Like they they've they've done a bunch of these where like yeah, there's an Atelier game in the Japanese one, but not right. in the US one. It's like those yeah. games sell as well as a lot of things you put in these. Like I don't get it. You could uh, make it a minute longer. Mother Three's coming to the Switch. I they're <laughs> also doing some kind of merchandising, so maybe, maybe finally with the Switch 2 launching. Mm -hmm. they will in some way bring this fucking thing over to America. Because if they did any kind of mother thing, even just a collection, you're selling three million. Easy. Probably more. No, we can't do it. Like, Reggie isn't there to be weirdly antagonistic about this game anymore. Um, so, like, like I, I get not having an easy way to do it because you have to translate it. But just, solve, yeah. solve that problem somehow. I just hope someday I have context for the song that plays during the Collins Bear animation on YouTube <laughs> for the last uh, 14 years or however long that's been there. Yeah, I mean, they, they did this with the, with the first Mother game where they did the origins. They had to translate that too. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, it, well, no, well, they didn't have to translate that. That was done already, actually. Um, what happened was Nintendo of America translated it to and like did quality of life features to release it on the NES. And then Nintendo was like, well, the Super Nintendo's out now. Cancel it. Yeah, because it was that it's, it's late. The same reason, it's the same reason they canceled Star Ocean 2. It's like, well, the N64 is out now. Cancel it. That's crazy because they released a lot of Super Nintendo games after the N64 was out. Yeah. You know, I if I'm not mistaken, uh, Donkey Kong Country, uh, either one or two, came out pretty closely in 60. You're talking about Star Fox. Oh, did he? You said Star Ocean. Oh, uh, okay. I oh, like... I said Star Fox. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I said Star Fox. I meant Star Fox. Star Fox 2 was like, yeah, we're... Yeah, the, the 64 is out. Cancel it. You're like, are, are, are you sure? And they're like, yes, that's why. And nothing else. And then they're looking at Crystal. <laughs> I think she's in two. Is she not in two? No, I don't think so. I think there's some other girls into there's, there's like a weird there's like a weird looking um like a 
a serval maybe is what she's supposed to be and like a dog girl but there's but crystal is not in there chat what furries are in star fox 2 that are ladies and you have art of them on your walls <laughs> please inform me yeah. apparently nintendo's specific thing was like well, we have three there's 3d consoles now we're releasing a 3d console our competitors already have we don't want to release this right yeah no that thing that's I, unimpressive I that. snes 3d uh, let's see. So, yeah, We've got people sense. saying a lynx and a dog, and then another person who says, yes, Dan, that was my mom. <laughs> anyway, it was pretty solid direct. I'm really glad I didn't wake up early. Yeah, no, no. It was, it was good, but it wasn't good enough to wake up at 7 a.m. No. It, it, it will almost never be. Right. Because I really enjoy sleep. <laughs> Man. S&T 5 Vengeance, though. That's good. That's really good. That's good. That's going to be incredible. That's it's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. That and we had the demo for Dragon's, uh, not Dragon's, Unicorn, Unicorn Overlord. Overlord. I mean, I just dude, SMT Five Vengeance, mm -hmm. East Ten, Visions of Mana, Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. This is a good year. Yeah, it is. This is a good year. It's a good year for JRPGs with cute art styles. Pops like MT5. <laughs> oh yeah. Did we you saw this, Jack? <laughs> True. Look True. at him. Look at it's, our friend. He's so strong. <laughs> oh man. Uh, but that's gonna do it for Big Think Dimension, which worries me because now I have to say what tomorrow is. Oh no, yeah, we didn't really talk about this. Oh no, it's happening. It's inevitable. Okay. Uh tomorrow's Sonic Chronicles. <laughs> no. Oh no. Oh god. Yeah. Oh no. We're in that's, danger. That's gonna be like Yeah. At yeah, least I don't look, you can do it and be comfortable. That is the worst possible thing you will ever have to do. <laughs> Not just from the level of it being that bad, which it is. Let, yeah. let me be clear. It's but like that stacking on top of the DS capture card. Yeah. Uh -huh. Like at least once you're past that, there will never be anything so bad you will ever have to do ever again yeah and it will it will cap off our string of really bad games week after week because keep in mind for people who are blanking we came from suicide squad into two human into skull and bones yeah and just before anyone asks if you're not swapping the ds is already much of a nightmare we're going to be swapping automatically to a dead broken screen <laughs> <laughs> all the time we're gonna swap to just ending the stream there <laughs> going to sleep <laughs> oh what an awful game i've actually here's the worst part i've had the overworld music stuck in my head for like three days now that's right as i approach this nightmare game with its terrible terrible midi drums and cymbals <laughs> that just sound wrong and broken luckily all of that like this the soundtrack completely left my head so now all, all i think of is the traverse town song oh that's a that's a huge upgrade right yeah no that's <laughs> great man why couldn't sonic chronicles the dark brotherhood or whatever for have yoko shimamura do a banger for it <laughs> it'll fit really nice in with a uh, big arms dung Long silence. <laughs> Dung. It's like a Fall Fantasy Seven track. It's so good. <laughs> if somebody comes in and they're watching this game, they go, "Yo, this is 
gotta give me Final Fantasy 14 vibes. I'm gonna assume they're communicating from the center of a mental hospital. <laughs> Holy shit. It's never been that bad. It's, it's never, it will never fire on all cylinders. I feel like we had another moment like that this last week. And no, I can't remember what it was. No, absolutely. Anyways, hey, Chris. Chris. <laughs> I think we're just joking about it. We played Chris, some song yeah. over, over Sea of Thieves. <laughs> yeah, no, that that definitely, that happened. I played Monkey Island music yes. over Sea of Thieves. And I'm like, yo. Anyways, hey, Chris, what are you doing? What's... I'm streaming Darksiders 3 this weekend. Oh my god. I think I think that's the shortest one of these games. Which would make sense because it suddenly started to cost a lot more to make games. Right. And then after that, uh, I'm doing nothing until my donathon on March 2nd, which I've already posted the goals on Twitter. So if you didn't see earlier where we went over the goals, just just go to my Twitter and I will retweet it and post it intermittently. I'll also show them on that on that stream on Saturday and Sunday. So you will get plenty of time to see them. You can make give me money to make me do horrible things such as read Boruto or play Redfall. Bob, uh, when Chris plays Redfall, you're going to join him for the full playthrough, right? Don't worry, I can lend you my Series X. Do I have to? You know, no, no, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> I know I like that game more than you guys, but come on. I'm like, I wouldn't deny you your destiny, Bob. <laughs> I lock him in a radiation chair. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. I hope, I hope I'm conscious again in time to watch you play Darksiders 3. I wanted to see more of that game. You, you won't beat Sonic Chronicles is like 17 it's, hours it's, long. It's, it's so oh. long. It is so long. It does not need to be that long. What if it were, though? Oh, it yeah, is? I would, wish I, I would wish for death <laughs> just, with just every breath. Just keep in mind, in all as, as you play that game, just keep in mind, Bioware made that in like three months with basically no official support from Sega. You can tell. Which is... You can tell, but that's why you get weird stuff like them just using things from the cartoons and comics, which caused some real fucking problems later on. <laughs> it's maybe the only time Ken Penders has ever been right about anything when he said, look at that. They stole my shit. And then even a judge was like, this is obviously his shit. God. And, then, and, and to which Bio was like, we thought we thought they owned all this. It was in their comic. Uh, hey, Agro. Hey, what you got going on? Uh, I mean, honestly, I I, I plan to tune into a little bit of this uh, Sonic stream. Oh my God. And then I'm gonna do this amazing thing where, at a time of my choosing, uh huh, leave. What? Wow, that's gonna be great. It's, it's, it's gonna be really depressing that me and Agro are just gonna be doing the sickos thing through the window. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm glad that like I looking at all the games we have to stream. Uh-huh. Sonic Chronicles is definitely the worst one, even though we have a Demon Pit month. Yeah, we so, haven't even touched it. It's like, yeah, I would love to play Superman 64 instead of Sonic Chronicles. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> What's up? The horrible thought. The Demon Pit month. Uh -huh. Is actually a th single stream where we uh, swap flop between all of them. All of them. All of them. And it just the stream never ends. Yes, and we die. Oh, that 
That sounds really good right about now. Can that happen before Solid Chronicles? So no. I can just oh. <laughs> we have must suffer twice. Oh. Oh. Well, that's gonna do it for Big Think Dimension. See you all later. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Big Think Dimension, the weekly gaming new podcast. Did I just say new podcast? (laughs) You know, before when we were audio only, I could make a joke about you don't know. We might be. (laughs) I I think you could probably tell during... I think this 4K video might prove whether or not this is the weekly gaming nude podcast. Anyways, patreon.com slash gbpodcast. 